Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's Guitar Nuts Gear of the Year. Hello and welcome to episode two oh. of the Guitar Nerds <laughs> Gear of the Year podcast series for 2019. I am your host, Joe Brandt, and joined this week by, or today, I need to say today, by Mark Packham. Hello there. Jay Cross. Hello. And Matthew Knight. Hello there. Yes, that's right. Episode two. So, we've done guitars, we've done amplifiers, and what was yesterday's epic three-hour-long uh, podcast and now we've got the even more epic task of epica. trying the epica task the more epica yeah the more epica task of working our way through the 142 effects pedals that made our that's how many's on the on the total list which i also oh, noticed that there uh, on that list there weren't uh, there weren't any fender pedals because i assume you'd <laughs> left me to do that yes, and, I, you and to i didn't do, do it so actually there would have been a load yeah, more there would have well. been a few more um actually i've i've submitted the listener you can check out the entire complete list of everything that we considered because of course before we started doing these podcasts we did have a, a conversation between the four of us where we have Isolated each of our favourite products to talk about on this podcast. And if you want to see the complete list of everything that we considered, then that is uh, that is available both on our Facebook and on our Patreon. I think the way that we're doing it this time, because obviously, yeah, there was a bunch of Fender pedals and a bunch of Boss pedals, and we could have easily had about twenty products there, you know. Yeah. So I think oh, this yeah, is exactly. like everything we've, you know, we had a lot more than this, but everything that we've actually tried and enjoyed, and yeah. I guess in a way we'd actively put on the pedal board. Yeah, that's absolutely. The kind of like almost like the starting criteria. We could, completely. None yeah. of the other ones we tried were. I don't think were necessarily bad, but this is like the cream. This is the, definitely the, the cream crop. of the crop. An absolutely fantastic list. Now we're going to try and work our way through them. So let's crack straight into it because there's an awful lot of pedals to get through on this list. Um, Mark Packham, why don't you start the ball rolling with your first um, your first submission for a, a, an effect pedal that you think was innovative? You know, brilliant, sounds really good, and definitely isn't harking back to just some old record. So, <laughs> so, I know we don't have much time on this podcast, but a question for you: Do you have the time to listen to me whine? Um, no. Oh, okay, end. fine. Well, I'm not going to because I'm going to talk about the MXR Dookie Drive, the uh, Billy Joe Armstrong signature pedal, distortion pedal uh, that combines basically both of his uh, Marshall amps that he uses. 
into one pedal, blendable between the two sounds. Right. So, these so what are, are the two Marshall amps? Oh, that's JCM good... 800 and JCM 800. Do you know what? Uh, just so I was actually I was actually looking at this and I didn't uh, manage to get the information in time. But it's, <laughs> that's okay. It's, that's it's, okay. It's two, two Marshall amps. It's, it's two Marshalls. <laughs> um, and with the idea being recreating the sound of the album Dookie, the classic Green Day album. Jay, are you researching right now the two amps? Uh, maybe that would be good Thank if you. I find the answer then yes and if I don't then no. um, what I like about this it is a kind of a go-to um, pedal for his sound it really really sounds like right. that era of Green Day and um, we used to have a customer back at Gak who was like uh, bought tons and tons of stuff to try and recreate exactly that sound and if only he'd be looking in 2019 because <laughs> this this box like gets way closer to the sound he was going for than the thousands of thousands of pounds worth of stuff uh that he bought and these are like 219 i think is the msrp they're on the street for about 200 pounds okay that i mean that's a that's a, a relative chunk of money for a record that was made with a hundred dollar uh, fernandez stratagos uh, you're you, you don't know the impact of dookie sure no um, absolutely so controls are nice and simple master output gain control you've got a blend between the two sounds master tone control and also a scoop that um scoops the the mids right, obviously okay. um and the reason i like it is because it is just a go-to pedal for the sound of our yeah. kind of teenage years of the, course yeah. the pop punk classic gu- guitar sound you know it's uh my, my problem is you'd have to not use a marshall for this to sound like a no marshall. actually i've heard it through um some marshall amps um i've also right. heard it through a load of other stuff and it just kind of it's got that tone that kind of overrides everything I like see. no matter what you put it into it seems yeah. to sound like that sound do you think this is more a preamp pedal than a drive pedal uh no i would say it's most certainly a drive slash distortion pedal right. okay um and yeah it's that's the thing i like about it it's you know what you're getting from it it does exactly the sound that you think it's going to do um but there are also some options in there as well so you've got you know the scoop option in yeah. there um which you might use to tailor it to the amp that you've got mm-hmm. um and the other thing is it looks absolutely well, it's phenomenal got the, the artwork from the cover of it has it's got the Dookie uh, album artwork on the front. So for me, I'm not going to go on about it too long because there's not. And if you know there's that, so much to say well, if you know that guitar sound, it basically does that yeah. exactly. Oh, and a quiet year for to. MXR as well this year, other than the Looper, which we we haven't considered. Yeah, that's not made our, our final run, but was it did make a not quite the final run for listeners, but it certainly was in the suggestions from the, from the listeners. This is this is the only other MXR I can think. I'm sure there are other MXR pedals released this year, but the only two I can think of are this and that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to put this in uh, Best Effects because right. it's my favourite drive pedal this year, I believe. Um, no, that's not true. In fact, I'm not going to put it in Best Effects because it's not my favourite drive. I'm looking at the list. <laughs> it's not my favourite drive pedal this year. However, I am absolutely going to put it in Best Looking because okay. it is one of the best looking effects pedals ever made because it's based on one of the best album covers ever. So, yes, I have found what the uh, the two amps were that that he used for <clears throat> for Dookie and they were both Marshall Plexis. Yes. Uh so uh this is just a, a quick little uh extract that I found from an article here. One uh one of the Plexis became known as Pete due to the name being sprayed on the front. You're right. Uh Pete 
was modded by LA Sound Design's Martin Gulub, who replaced one of the master volumes with a gain knob and was paired with another modded Marshall. That's what I thought. The two amps, one scooped with gain, the other mid-heavy, were then blended in various ways across the record to create the final dookie tones. See, I didn't know that, and now this pedal seems so much more appealing. Because yeah. before I was just like... They've probably just got a distortion plus and just put a different. Yeah. No, just yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, just got a scoop. And it. It, yeah. reading the uh, reading the stuff from MXR, they actually took both of those amps. Not like oh, we just got a JTM, uh, sorry, a, a Plexi, uh, and and like went after that. They actually took both of those exact yeah, amps. I think that that's we very used. cool. Um, do you know what? I am going to put it in best effects. Let's go crazy. Well, I'm going to put it in best effects. He's convinced himself. I'm, I just think that uh, you know, there's been quite a few of these double drive pedals that have come out over the last couple of years you know sort of blendable twin drives like the the boss uh angry dr- angry driver angry yes, driver yes. yeah yeah you that was think about that for yeah, a yeah, sorry yeah. No, I, was, I was trying to work out what you're saying about because that's two different circuits where this yeah, is yeah. is this two circuits as i well? think yeah i think that's what it's saying because it's got a blend control so i think it's the two Blending i, two I assume it's okay. two circuits that you're yeah, blending but it's not okay. like you can switch between or anything like that it's no, just no, no. you blend between the two but that's sounds. The, but that's the same with the the, the angry driver it's yes. got two circuits you can blend between same with the fender pugilist I, ju- I just think that that style of drive and um the uh uh, 60 cycle hum pedal which has the 50 50 that was a dual foot switch oh that is dual yeah, foot switch different. yeah 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 so it's so, stacked rather than blended yeah, yeah, yeah so okay. I mean what I would say about this though is like it's the ultimate example of it does what it says on the tin it's like Absolutely. not even like here's the Billy Joe Armstrong signature <laughs> pedal it's literally here is the sound from Dookie if yeah. you want that sound Plug this in. Well, and push I mean, the he's, button. he's a million miles away from that sound now. Well, t- isn't well he? I mean, I still I think they use those amps live, or you right. know, a, a I version mean, he's of playing that. through hollow body Gibson. Uh, well, well, completely, Gibson. exactly. So it's just if you like that sound, buy this, and this does exactly that. Yeah, which yeah. I think is quite a cool thing. Yeah, very cool indeed. Now, next up, Matt Knight. We're going to stay on the sort of uh, the the sort of drivey side of things. Absolutely. Um, so if you if there's something that sounds good and you want it to sound more good. <laughs> The best thing to do is just do it again. And that's exactly what Thorpey have done with the Heavy Water, the dual high headroom boost. Um, So last year, obviously, we talked heavily about the Dane, um, which I think ranked relatively highly, especially in my personal um, gear of the year. It's still on my pedal board. And as I said, the boost side is one of the best make gooder sounds um, there is. Absolutely fantastic to leave on all the time. Great boost. And I personally said to Adrian, I was like, needs to be a pedal on its own. I think it'd be absolutely killer because it has that really nice boost control, the level, but it has the lows control. It gives you a lot more, uh, you know, of a fuller, bigger sound, especially if you're using a, a quite a bright or brittle sounding amplifier. Um Apparently, I wasn't the only one. A few other people had done the same thing. So he decided to make a smaller pedal with that same boost circuit and then add another one of the same circuit, but take the germanium diodes inside and tweak it for a much grittier, dirtier sound. So effectively, you've got two takes on the same boost. Yeah, great idea. um, That you can then run independently or stack on top of one another for a huge And wonderfully simple controls as well, despite the versatility of sounds. Level and bass or lows and actually you know it sounds great with the boost turned all the way down and the lows turned all the way up if you want to make gooder and then the other side crank up the boost and crank up the lows and then you've got this really gritty almost fuzz like sound 
And the one thing I really love, the boost is not overwhelming. So often you get boost pedals where they're so loud that you just... Yeah, they just collapse you know, the front We've got to remember that most people, again, are not gigging musicians and just want to play it at home. And when you've already got a relatively loud amp and then you've got this boost pedal there, you can't go anywhere past one or two because there's too much volume involved. Um, this is that perfect mix that actually sits somewhere between a make good or a nice boost and a killer drive pedal um absolutely wicked you know reasonable price and obviously comes in that amazing sort of thorpey enclosure with their sort of really high quality through the fender sounded absolutely amazing with the les paul i completely agree and absolutely fantastic products really good price as well 189 squids yeah yeah absolutely you know i just think uh another sort of home run really from from thorpey on that yeah. one and as um, a drive stroke make gooder i don't know i'm not sure i heard anything better yeah like, i mean like from on the make gooder the thing is I've, I've got the dane on my pedal board already would i have this on at the same time maybe um but i think if you were going for a you know you've already got your dunlop dookie drive and you want a kind of nice you know you want a nice uh, boost pedal to go with it or you want something a little bit more fuzzy i think this is definitely a really good option um for me i would say you could maybe put it in best looking because that thorpey enclosure is killer and we've never obviously had a category like that we can talk about yeah but i think there's some other things in there that are much stronger um contenders however i there's no doubt in my mind it's it's going in best effects and i kind of want to want to fight for that okay what about best overall product um best overall product well he's worked on something else that i'm going to talk about a bit later and i want to kind of maybe move towards that okay interesting so but yeah under best effects i want to fight for it under under best effects i think okay cool well the heavy water will go through to uh to best effects of 2019 jay cross let's talk about our first modulation pedal yeah so um the uh, one of the modulation pedals that's really uh, stood out for me this year, and actually, just in terms of uh, companies, if we were doing company of the year, I think that Walrus Audio would definitely be a brand that would be up there. They've released a bunch of very, very cool pedals, and I thought, you know, long and hard about what we were going to include here, and uh, I, I nearly went with the slow, the slow, the slow, slow. the uh, <clears throat> slow. Um, I can't really do that. It, I, I sound like I'm on a low, a low or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, what we eventually uh, decided upon was the uh, was the Lillian, the Lillian Phaser, the uh, the absolute Mark Packham favorite. Um, I like Phaser. Uh, uh, you yeah, guys have got I'm me a when we a phaser. when we um when we plugged this in earlier. You were like, oh, you're gonna hate this one, Phaser in it, and it's like. I actually like Phaser. It's chorus. I can't stand. Right. Okay. Um, Well, I quite like both of those effects. Okay. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good for me. And um, the Lillian is... So the the Julia, uh, which was the Walrus Chorus, came out last year, I think, or maybe Maybe the year year before. before. Um, And uh, people... like there, There was loads of noise about that pedal, you know, Noise in a good way, not yeah. like noisy. <laughs> uh, and uh, when the Lillian came out, I had really high expectations about what it was going to be, and I think it's, I think it's really, really lived up to it. I think it's a very, very cool sounding phaser. Um, I think with phasers, it's, it's kind of difficult to do. To, it's kind of difficult to, you know, the phase ninety is such a 
exactly how I judge phases. Yeah, it's totally. Like, I mean, how it's, much it's such does a benchmark. Sound like a phase yeah, 90 it's, is it's such a benchmark, and to try and do anything too different, you're just gonna. But this had so much depth and character. You've got two different stages. I mean, I wasn't especially fussed about the sixth stage because it had four, and I know yeah. that phase nine is four stage, so I know it wants to be that. But but so much like depth and and yeah and character. When in in fast modes, it was like it. It was just rich and lush, and and when you slow it right down, it still had that like a gorgeous and really complete sweep the whole way across the board. I just thought, you know, you can get a lot of com- uh, uh, phases that that I find it do maybe either a little bit too much, or you can't slow them down enough, or they're just not really present enough to make a difference when you put them on something in a mix. This I thought had everything like loads of depth sounded great slow sounded soupy and modulated in fast things an absolutely brilliant phaser so uh one of the things that's really cool and kind of uh marries this alongside the julia is it has uh the uh, dp uh, one of the controls is dpv which is very similar to what's on the julia with the dcv um And what that does on here is it blends between dry, phase shifter, or vibrato. And um, I, I don't know a huge amount about these things. Joe, this is probably more your world. But I assume that what it's doing is it's changing the uh, the signal. So instead of it being a, uh, a, a phaser algorithm, it's making it a bit choppier and turning right. it into a vibrato. Is that correct? Uh, is that, I, I is it more that it's doing like pitch modulation? I assume that's what the vibrato well, part of it is. Yeah, I yeah, guess so. I'm yeah, ge- yeah, I'm guessing... Um, yeah, set it to 100%. Set it, yeah, so I'm just reading the, the hit thing here. Set it to a maximum for 100% wet resulting in pitch vibrato. There we go. Yeah, yeah so, so that's exactly what I'm doing. pretty sure this is... Oh, it's actually... Yes, yeah, it's, it's all analogue, but the... I'm guessing the vibrato must be as well. Yeah, yeah. So is it going between two... Blending between two circuits that are always running? No, I don't think it's blending between circuits at all. I think it is just literally the more you do it, the more vibrato there yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. like in right. the middle, it sounds like a phaser, and all right. the way around, okay. sounds it sounds like, like a vibrato, vibrato which I, I believe is the same sort of thing as to what goes on with the Julia. Um, I've spent less time with that, but uh, but that's that's kind of my understanding. So yeah, I think this is great. I think it's been a. I think uh, at the start of the year, um, the Gear Slum were making a big had a big joke about how this was going to be the year of the phaser. They uh, they were. They were uh, forecasting that the new Strymon pedal was going to be a phaser and that this was going to kickstart the year in a phaser. And uh, I actually think there's been some great phasers that have come out this year. There was the uh, Fender Lost Highway, which I absolutely love. But we're going to talk about a different uh, a different phaser. So we're not talking about them, that one. Uh, a different Fender pedal, so we're not talking about that. And this as well, it's really sort of, you know, in a way that I said, similar to with guitars, trying to next year really expand my horizons. I've really tried to do that with pedals this year. Uh, just do use things that aren't just, okay, here's a reverb pedal. Here's a transparent drive pedal. Here's a make gooder. And uh, and actually the, the Lillian is something that I've really got on with. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely great. I yeah. thought original sounded great straight out of the box. No messing around. Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. Easy to use as a phase yeah. it should be. And, but doesn't sound like a phase 90 no sounds like its own thing but yeah it doesn't sound like a phase 90 but like also is still usable. is very it's yeah, very yeah, much absolutely. a phaser you know so what what categories would you pop this in because we haven't talked about the incredible artwork that's on it as yeah well. absolutely and, and it comes with a little poster of that artwork in the box as well it does and i think this is something we've talked about before is we um have, yeah 
on. I think you told us about this, but tell us again. On uh, in, on the Walrus Audio Instagram, you can. They've got a uh, they've got a section in their stories where you can go through, and they've got all of their pedal artwork as stories yeah. that you can screenshot and then have as your, the background for your phone. Yeah. Which I think is such a smart idea because yeah. the artwork really is incredible. Like. Yeah. All of the Walrus stuff is, you know. Yeah, Walrus really are a, a they, cut above when it they comes really to They really are. You know, they really do some great stuff. You know, think back to uh, the 385 when we first got that. Yeah. that I mean, that is a lot more, uh, you know, a lot simpler than the... Um, than the Lillian or the uh, or the Julia, but you know they've had some absolutely fantastic looking pedals. The Emissary uh, Parallel Boost is great. The slow, the slow, slow. obviously is really really cool. So um, I'm, that- all, I'm all about the Warhorn. Which is the one uh, where it's like got like a kind of like you know Viking carved yeah. horn on it. Love yeah, it. yeah, yeah, full of mead, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's actually I've tried that uh, that pedal. It's really like meady tone. You Thought know. you were going to say I tried really a bit of mead. Mead, mead boost. You ever uh, have mead? Meady. No, I've yes. never had mead. I have a I have a friend who uh, makes mead in his garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only serves it out of he's, horns. He sure. sells it. He sells it for ten pounds a bottle, just sort of to, sure, to yeah. friends and stuff. And uh, should you be advertising that you know someone who basically makes moon? Shine. He makes oh, yeah, mead. Maybe not. Yeah, he mead in his garage yeah. and sells it for a tenner. To, to his <laughs> mates. A, a, a bag. I mean, can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a bottle actually. It's a wine bottle. But he, uh, yeah, he uh, he bought a table off of me for for a hundred pounds, and he was like, "Can I just pay you in mead?" And I yeah. was like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> he was drunk enough already, so he just accepts it. You know yeah, this. I'm- you know that we pay you through the podcast. Can we just pay you in mead? <laughs> that would be incredible. Okay. I would love that. Anyway, okay, so categories wise. Actually, sorry, just going back to the Warhorn, it is actually listed as a mid a mid range overdrive. Mid range overdrive. Uh, but yes, going back to the categories. Um, so I'm not sure that, uh, with the greatest of respect to Warrus Audio, that a phaser will ever make it the best pedal or best product uh, uh-huh. in any gear of the year, uh, Gitano's gear of the year poll. But it certainly stands the chance to win best looking. And as we all know that is the most important thing when it comes to uh, comes to gear so i would certainly drop it in uh, the best looking section oh very well well the uh, the walrus audio lillian going in uh best looking which is actually currently the category with the most entries what was the prize yeah yeah, yeah. Just, so i suppose we didn't really touch on what it is and if you if you you should absolutely check it out because basically it's like a kind of uh amelia Earhart-esque uh, like modern fighter pilot, um, like manga drawing, I yeah. guess almost. It looks, I, I think it looks amazing. Yeah, it's it got looks, a touch yeah. of the manga about it. Yeah, it looks, it looks really cool. So I, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, absolutely, a fantastic pedal, an absolutely wonderful phaser. Next up, um, the the Empress Zoya, which I'm going to talk about. Now we actually spoke about this on last week's episode. Should we come in back fact- in 45 minutes or so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it would take that long to explain <laughs> we, the Zoya. We actually technically spoke about it. At- our Nam yes. roundup. Yes, in that's right. In our, in our, yeah, you you headed it up in the in yes. Nam in, in our Why are you in, touching our, in our roundup. I don't know I don't why know. I'm touching <laughs> him. I'm just just giving him a little it's shoulder a bit of encouragement. Rub. Yeah, just to go. You're doing all right. He's feeling Matt. ill, you're but he's getting right. through. I'm getting through. <laughs> Give you a little pat there. Oh, uh, but, but yes, the, uh, the we did. We bottom. talked about the Empress Zoya in our Nam Roundup at the start wind of the year. Up. Wind up. <laughs> but of course, it's, it's taken. Mate, the, this is the Nam wind up. Joe, but when Joe's I, the ultimate wind up. When I told uh, when I told Empress that we were doing Gear of the Year, they uh, they agreed to send us a, a, a Zoya. 
So, You're awful. But they sent us a Zoya, and it was my first time really getting my hands on it. So, of course, you know, you, you explained it in, in your know, sort of very detailed way, which you do at the start of the year, but I really didn't realise quite the... Uh, you know, quite I really didn't famed. listen to what really you were saying. I really wasn't listening to you, but since they sent it and I had some time to try it, obviously we spoke about this in depth on last week's episode, which last week's episode was even called... You need to buy an Empress Zoya. <laughs> so. in, tr- in true Joe Branton uh, <laughs> flavor of the month fashion. <laughs> yeah. But to give a little roundup of the Zoya, I'm actually, just because I think um, the, the blurb on Empress's website says it very coherently and it's such a complicated product. And, and seeing as I don't have 45 minutes to, to uh, discuss this product, um, uh, the Empress Zoya is basically a modular synthesizer in pedal form. Instead of being a delay effect uh, or tremolo the zoya provides the modules necessary to build a delay or tremolo from the ground up but since you're the one building it you can make it do whatever you want with the zoya you can build your own custom effects synthesizers midi controllers and virtual pedal boards and to make life a little easier they've created modules for all your standard guitar effects so for instance if you want a phaser, you can just plop down a phaser. Uh, you don't have to break out a textbook to learn that they're uh, built out of all-pass filters. Of course, if you're a nerd like them, then you can use the Zoya to build, uh, you know, to build them out of all-pass filters. I love that Jay and Mark are actually just sitting on their phones. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I think. Um, do you know the way that I, I would almost explain it is? It's like it's a, it's a multi-effect in a single stomp box. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it's like okay so if you're going to build you've got a small pedal board and you want a drive and a delay on it mm-hmm. and you just want them to run together you can pick a drive plonk it down little colored blocks light up and then you go right i want to connect the output of that the input of something else plonk down a little delay yeah. connect the two together unfortunately maybe not that easy until you've actually got your head around you definitely it. need to get your head around it like but i think you know, the concept is so forward-thinking. The concept is un- yeah, unbelievable. Totally. It's, Absolutely amazing. It's like, actually, this is kind of the thing that everyone wants. And actually, modular synthesis is huge now. And I think it's going to be a big play a big part in, in guitar playing and, you know, a lot more music in the future. And I think this is just something that really opens up that world to a lot of people without going down the world of Eurorack, which yeah. is expensive and a massive rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think they've managed to create, I just think their ideas for how to create something where they're going to give you the option to build everything from the ground up. How do you make that easy and accessible? And and just the very fact that they've gone for this large grid of buttons, um, all of which can be assigned to literally anything. And this time I, I really mean literally anything. Like when you plug a guitar into the Zoya, I did say this last week, but just to repeat it quickly. When you plug a guitar into the Zoya and, and select a blank patch, no signal will pass through because you haven't yet told the Zoya that it's being an effects pedal for a guitar at this point. Yeah, I mean, really, the thing about it is, is it's you. You could almost use this as a, like an introduction, introduction to kind of programming. Yeah, it's that's that's kind. It's it's a digital, um, it's a digital kind of example of modular synthesis and you know the way that you explained it to me where when you were saying basically it's like you've got a modular synth and you've got all those patch bay cables and you need to unplug one thing and plug it into and you're routing it through different modules by using patch cables except you don't need to buy any extra modules because what you're doing is you're 
the modules are all built in to the background of the Zoya. And what you've got to do is program select them select them select them and then route everything up together yeah exactly and the thing for me about this is it's not the sort of pedal that you can it's definitely not the sort of pedal that you can just plug and like plug and play you cannot plug and play it's it's similar to how we describe some of the meris pedals when when they came out they're they're almost like an instrument to themselves and you need to learn how to play the instrument yeah as, as an effect to get anything out of it absolutely and you know when when we, when you first brought it around and we were cycling through some of the presets it was like wow that sounds amazing how how do we build that up and it's like oh, oh i don't know i don't know we yeah, need to spend some time well, working every, it out. every every effect bear in mind there are what uh one two three four five uh ten so there are there are there are 50 uh buttons on on the screen and um oh no sorry not 50 is that eight yeah that's eight um so uh so that's 40 buttons on the screen um so uh it was joe remembering his five times yeah table. that was literally me remembering my five times <laughs> table yeah um there yeah so there are there are that many buttons on the screen but you have uh umpteen screens assigned to every uh, to every blank patch so <laughs> umpteen the classic is that well, in yeah, the spec yeah. well, what's, what's what's interesting is when you look at actually the modules so say if you want a ping pong delay you pick it, put it down on the screen, and it's nine blocks. And then each block ha- does a- its own it's thing. It's a parameter. So one is audio in, um, so audio in right, audio in left, delay time, feedback, modulation. So you can say, well, I want the feedback to go into a looper. And then I want oh, the Oh, so looper. you can route Yes, you can that, route individual middle parts of blocks. So it's exactly oh, okay. like a really modular is like modular synth. Okay, so, where, where like a modular synth, you, you'll have like an input and an output, but then there'll be yeah. midpoints there where you can exactly. reroute it into different parts. Exactly, and you know, you can reroute all the foot switch, all the MIDI, pretty much everything. And I think it's one of those things you have to sit down with. I think where people are going to struggle is there is no USB editor as far as i'm aware it is all You've done got to on, do it screen. on the screen yeah um but i sort of think that's cool though yeah but i, I think, think that's great i I've, actually think they've put some time into making this an interesting i think the thing is here is it's it's going to be the community it's going to be the people building presets for each other well, building yeah. patches for each other and building new modules that you can use that's really where this this is and i just hope they keep up that community well, and keep it going that's I think it that's we talk the about thing. the community there is you know e- even if you're not great at this there are there's a there's a you know uh, an entire uh, community where you can download presets onto this like yeah. pre-built presets by other people who were you know <laughs> which is which synth is wizards. which is as you say Matt that's that's kind of how these communities yeah. thrive really yeah um I'm really into it uh, yeah I, I just think I, think, I don't I, think I really anything's been as it. versatile as this ever and whilst it's not the sort of thing that you can take out of the box and immediately get something this can be anything it can from a it can be to a sequencer yes. to a to a flipping reverb pedal to yes it can and, and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to move into the arguments part of the episode of the gear of the year yet because i know that will come tomorrow because no, i assume you're pushing this through to oh, every yes. single every category. Uh, every category this is the best thing that's happened but i do think that you need in to, my life uh, you do need to bear in mind that like not everyone is as into getting in depth no, yeah, of these right. things. No, I mean, not even the people in this table yeah, like yeah. come anywhere no, near to yeah, doing that. Some, so some you know, just need stupid. to bear that in mind. But we can, we can, like, we can argue about that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. It's, what it's, categories are you putting in? It's that's definitely, the big question. definitely not a pedal for everyone, but it is definitely the best pedal that's ever been made. So, <laughs> um, so let's uh, in, into ca- categories. Um, it is. 
Um, essentially, because you can turn it into like a, a keyboard on the front and you could assign guitar-esque tones, I'm going to put it in best guitar. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm popping it in uh, in best effect. I'm popping it in... Uh, you can't put it in most useful. Why not most useful? It's every single effect ever and the modular synth I and the sequencer feel, and a looper. I sort of feel it goes against the spirit of most useful. I kind of think. But it is most. But if I was going to buy it, I would buy it so if I I'm, have we'll argue something about this, of everything. Put it in the category you want. We'll argue about it tomorrow. But, but I, That's the stupidest yeah, I, thing you've ever said. Uh, right, I'm going to put it in most innovative and I'm going to put it in best overall product as well. I'm best, best looking? Uh, no, I'm not popping it in okay, best looking, fine. but um, but yeah, I'm popping it in. Yeah, come on, Mark. It's not a Shergold provocateur. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, so there we That's go. That's not in best looking. Oh, I was looking at the wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, best looking. So Yeah, okay, fair enough. Sorry. Okay, How so. How do you feel about Zoya for best name? It's a great name. Yeah, uh, it's a great, it's, I think I saw it was a Greek go. name that means alive. It's yeah. a baby name. Well, there's pedals certainly is alive. Baby Zoya. It's, it's the best I haven't put anything in, in best name yet. No. Next up, Mark Packham. Hello there. We're going to yeah, you were going to talk about a pedal that you've been harping on about all year. Um, yes. So I want to talk about um, the Old Blood Noise Endeavors uh, re- Rever slash the Minim. The reason I want to do that um, is because oh yeah, changing the rules as we go along, well, are you? Classic, Can't believe classic Packham. Classic Packham. So classum. Classum. hear me out. Absolute classic. Uh, hear me out. So it seems though uh, the original Rever I think is now discontinued. Um, and no one liked it uh, except I you. I don't think it's that. Um, and it seems to have been replaced by the Minim, um, which has uh, much, shares much of the same DNA with a couple of tweaks. But um, let's talk about the um, the Rever. Um, the reason that I want to talk about that is. It's just a great pedal. Um, now, for those who don't know, how would you describe the Rever? I guess it's like a reverse reverb and delay. Does that yeah. make sense? I'd, I'd say, yeah. yeah so, um, the the long and short of it, my short description is, do you want your guitar to sound like a kind of David Lynch soundtrack? If you do, this pedal is absolutely a pedal that you should be looking at. Either this one or the, or the Minim. Um and the way that it's laid out is basically you've got two modes. You've got a forward or reverse mode on the pedal, um, and you've got a reverse delay, a um, regular delay, forward delay, uh, a reverb module. <laughs> regular delay. Regular delay, forward delay. Um, and you can use all these things kind of at once. Um, so in regular forward mode, you're using the forward delay controls, and you can blend in the reverse reverb Um but you can switch it the other way around. So, like, the reverse reverb becomes, like... Uh, sorry, the reverse delay becomes the main delay, uh, and then you can bring in the forward delay, uh, if that makes sense. Um, the, the reason that I like it is there's loads and loads of different sounds you can get out of it. All kind of, yeah, that kind of uh, ambient soundtrack kind of vibe. Um, but unlike something like the Zoya, for me, it all feels very hands-on, and it only takes a minute or so to be creating something that sounds super cool but you can also scale it back you can just use it as like a really nice delay pedal if you want or you can just have the reverse delays you can mix in the reverb if you want there's modulation in there as well which you can mix in or you can leave those things off and you could if you wanted to you could take it right back to just a really cool sounding delay pedal you know what's always the sign of a great delay pedal is when you start playing and then you write a riff around the sound that you're getting yeah like instant inspiration like absolutely out of the, I, did the you feel that is, when you were playing well, the, the, the funny thing was is we got it way back earlier in the year and I plugged it in and didn't get it 
But then Mark had obviously spent a bit more time with it. Not really. Sort of under, well, maybe he just understood it better than I did straight out of the box. But with Mark sort of playing and going, this is this and this. And while I was playing, I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense. But I would definitely, it'd be one of those, that felt something that it would be much more set and forget. Now I'm looking at their website and I think you're right. I think this one might have been discontinued because the Minim, they're actually saying, is a new pedal built from the foundation laid out. By that pedal, but it includes a reverb with harmonic trim, a modulated delay with nearly infinite repeats, and a reverse sec- section. So it's kind of like it's long lost sibling. I think they've it. right. I wow. think it, what they've actually done is taken the the formula that the the Reva has and just tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually prefer the look of the Minim. Oh yeah, um, it's if fantastic. we're talking about best yeah, I must admit, yeah. actually, I, I must admit, it's I got a real kind that. of like cut out, kind of like weird sixties animation vibe to it. The weird yeah. thing is, um, we haven't tried it, but. I get the feeling if we like that one, this one is probably going to yeah, be that. Yeah, I think a, a they're not they're not going to be a kind of world away from each other. Um, I think there's too much going on with the Minim. I prefer the Reva. Okay, it fine. looks more miserable. Uh, fine, I thought that might be up your street. Just bleak. Just yeah, that's what I like. Muted colours. Bleak yeah, yeah, yeah. street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bleak street. Um, that's where I live. I urge everyone to to try out uh, the Reva. There is also Expression Pedal in, um, and yeah, it's just a really simple creative pedal where you can do a load of stuff uh, but all the controls are pretty obvious with with what they do um and oh okay actually so there are some tweaks there's not the on the minim there's not the forward reverse mode you've got a speed switch yeah that's the control that's on the top of the yeah um and then it's order rather than Oh yeah, so okay, so the the micro switch is still switching the order of things. So yeah, I think it's speed rather than having the two modes. Right, uh, and then to get the reverse delay in, you uh, kick in foot switch. Yeah, the Ro- unlatched. Yeah, exactly that. So um, yeah, highly recommended um, if you like creating kind Fantastic. of ambient soundscape. Yeah, stuff. wonderful ambient, expansive pedal, really good, and and the sort of thing that sounds great out the box as well without too much tweaking. Definitely, definitely, which is for me much more up my street than something like the Zoya. I was very impressed with what you can do with the Zoya, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit. Like you were saying, Jay, it will appeal to some people and not to others. I really, I would love to be great with something like the Zoya. Am I going to do it? Probably not. Would I sit with the Rever with, you know, set headphones on and like creating tons of kind of ambient soundscapes? Yes, I would do that because it all feels very hands-on and very kind of, you can tell what you're doing straight away. So, for me, uh, Rever is going in best effects, and for me, it's also going in best overall product. Oh. Crikey, yeah. really? Yes. Mark Packham, like, f- flying the flag of a weird reverb. Indeed. Very weird. Uh, what on that. earth has 2019 has absolutely blitzed everybody's brains yeah. into oblivion, and yeah. now Mark Packham is into reverb. Yeah, Indeed. Exactly. Shall I go next? Yes. Sorry, I was uh, I was sort of <laughs> busy, queuing, as up, queuing up my next product there. I forgot to sort of take control. Um, Ma- no, that's Matthew fine. Knight. So- Matthew Knight, why don't you tell us about your next product? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about the Redbeard Effects Red Mist Mark Four. Very popular on our listeners poll. This Absolutely. is this is nepotism one hundred and one. We're not talking about that yet. I'm, I did. I just said it was popular. This okay. is this is this is <laughs> yeah, true. Popular with one vote. What's yeah. nepotism? 
nepotism is when you get success because of who you know rather than what you've done oh so like my whole life basically your entire life yes yeah no i'm being i'm being very dismissive here of course the red mist pedal uh being the first uh pedal to come from my friend and yours and by yours, I'm talking to you three because yeah. he told me actually he doesn't like anybody else on the forum. Right, uh, uh, Mikey Demas from the band Skin yes. Red. So this pedal came out of a need um, where Mikey was doing a lot of touring and obviously getting a lot of you know not being able to tour with backline, so putting in a lot of backline requests, you know, asking for a Marshall and getting a Fender or something similar. So he wanted a pedal where it covered the main bulk of his sound, but wasn't specifically like a signature pedal. That you know something that you know, anyone could dial in a really cool drive sound from. <clears throat> now, it, it sounded really killer to me. I watched a bunch of the demos. I was like, really want to try one. Um, and obviously, they, they sent us one um, to kind of try. try. And I've been sort of messing around with it for the last few months, had it on my pedal board. And the thing for me straight away was it doesn't sound like any other drive pedal in the sense I'm not plugging it in going... That sounds like a tube screamer, or that sounds like a big muff, or this sounds like a DS1. It feels like they've really tried to carve an amp in a box without saying it's a Marshall in a box or yeah, yeah. it's a Mesa Boogie in a box. You know, it's more like its own thing. And, you know, it's definitely more of the high. I mean, they say like gritty boost to high end. It feels like it does a lot more of the high gain stuff. But one thing I like is the EQ controls are really usable. So you've got gain, volume, bass, middle, and treble. Um, and it's very much, I found it very much like set and forget, but it was, it filled in a gap between using the Dane and using my sort of, you know, 70s op-amp Big Muff. You yeah. know, it kind of sat in the middle. I could use it for crunchy rhythm stuff. I could use the volume control to dial it down a little bit, but it gave me like a crushing distortion if I wanted it that didn't feel like I had to go down the route of like what clone is best. You know, it was really like its own thing. Um, and, I'm, and I've and i got to say, actually packaging, amazing. I thought the box is really well designed. It's very cool. Comes in a coffee bag. Oh, it's very um, cool. You that know, Mikey's cool. done a great job of branding the entire company as well. The fact that you can buy beard oil, uh, branded beard oil and everything, I think is a real nice touch. Um, and obviously the main thing, designed with um, Adrian Thorpe of, Thorpey effect so you know the chassis is all custom designed and it's got you know Thorpey's real sort of magic touch in it as well um, I like the fact they've moved it away from Thorpey branding and you know made it its own thing yeah it's very but much I, its own chassis <laughs> and look isn't it but I think you know this on a pedal board if you know you're going to go to a load of gigs you want a particular drive sound you're never going to be sure of what you're using um, as a backline or you just want a real kind of crushing drive pedal with really nice um eq to kind of tailor everything i think it's great straight out of the box no problems absolutely loved it i think it's really funny what you said there about how mikey was <clears throat> complaining that you know he'd rock up to shows and he'd be asking for a marshal and they'd give him a fender you know it's funny that a geezer who plays in a band who've had you know fairly moderate success i would say you know yeah. skin dread you know they've had they've had songs in the in the charts you know even they can't like don't get a break when they're when they're dealing with backline companies so, or when they're dealing you know showing up at shows without their own backline you know I, I just think that's really 
that's it you know i think it's a problem for literally every band yeah yeah totally know, people when they're flying around the world doing festivals and stuff you just can't guarantee what you're going to get no. no he he i was talking to him earlier in the year when they were on tour for the record and he said that um that morning he had got up at three o'clock he got up at 3 a.m uh to be in the bus and they were driving three thousand miles and then playing a show so he let they left they were playing in Madrid. He then got in the van at three o'clock in the morning. They drove 3,000 miles to play a show in Serbia at midnight that day. Like, the geese, <laughs> the geese is relentless. Yeah. That band is just absolutely relentless. Yeah, that's, that's, he's a lovely man. Incredibly oh, he's the, absolutely, like, just the best, the and best. Because of that, um, I want to put it in um, best effects. Um, because I think it's really one of my um, top picks this year. And yeah, it has made it onto my pedal board and I absolutely love it. Um, I also want to put it in best looking um, because okay. I, cause I actually think not just the pedal, but the packaging and everything as yeah, a product. It's a real, it's a real it's, product, it's isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. Um, and I also want to put it in my best overall gear of uh, wow, 2019. Okay, spending spending one of your uh, spending one of your points there. Okay, absolutely. so that's the Red Beard FX Red Mist. Jay Cross. Um, it's about time we talked about some uh, make gooderers. Yeah, absolutely. You're quite right, Joe. We haven't done, we've done far too much time talking about pedals that you know affect your tone in meaningful ways. And what <laughs> I'm interested in is pedals that you just turn on and you just leave on, and like you for, you you forget that they're even on. And uh, you know, I think we've got a couple of these uh, types of pedals that are left in the list. Yeah. Um, but the one that's really sort of caught my eye and ear uh, over the last year or so is the uh, new exotic super sweet. So um, the uh, this came out at the same time as the super clean, which is another of their um, another uh, kind of make gooder. But I actually think this is a make better than the wow, uh, than wow. the super clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more better. Than the it's make more better. Of the so, super clean. so they they refer to it as um, a high performance booster, uh, and so basically what you can get out of this is so in terms of technical terms you can get a twenty dB uh, clean boost, right? Um, which is a fair amount, and we tried it early, and you can absolutely get that, and you can get that without it kind of um, messing around with your tone too much. Yeah. But where I think this really comes into its own is as as we said as a make gooderer. Um, everything just gets this fantastic lift when you turn it on. And it's it's one of those pedals where you... So we were playing around with it. We were doing... Um, we tried it with my Mustang and also Mark's SG into the Tone Master. Yeah. And it's one of those things where after... Hey, Matt, a, you played it with the Les Paul as well, didn't I did? you? played with yeah. the Les Paul as well. It's one of those things... I don't know how you felt about this, Matty, but... After like you know thirty seconds or so, you sort of forget that you got the pedal on. Then you're like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just turn it off. You turn it off. And you're like, oh, I'll Boy. turn. I just I'll turn it back it, on again. And it's not just a volume thing. So often it can be yeah. like it's louder. Um, and I remember actually, I remember Joe saying that in a, an episode months and months ago. It's just like, yeah, but you're just adding more volume it's just louder so yeah. instantly things that are louder kind of sound a bit more pleasing, especially when you've got your amp yeah. turned down. But this kind of added just the right amount it- of. There's there a, a texture. sweetness. Yeah, there's a texture to, to it this. That, yeah. that actually didn't feel just like a Pigtronics Class A but boost. It, it's totally, totally. It felt much more like 
a kind of really like rich preamp that you're kind of yeah you're so, into. so this is so in terms of uh, a bit more of the tech spec that they say that this is uh, a high performance class a preamp built around the famous jrc4558 chip a classic you don't know what any I, of that means i know i know exactly what built around means and the word <laughs> famous i understand that as well um uh but uh so you can um there's a bunch of dip switches on the side so we were actually messing around with those dip switches yeah. as well so you've got five different options of the uh of the frequencies that you can boost so you've got a uh mid boost uh, high cut, a high mid boost, a low mid boost, and a bass boost. That high mid boost for me was was absolutely fantastic. Actually, I liked messing around with it, but ultimately, when I realised that the way that we had it, which was everything off and just the mid boost, I thought that sounded best. The low mid boost, no, the... just the mid boost. Right, so okay. All of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. So, but yeah. So everything basically, down, there's four basically. dip switches, and when none of them are on. <laughs> The default is the mid boost, and yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree with you, Matty. I, I think that sounded ab- because, it's, as we all know, mids are the best part mids of your are time. Absolutely, the best part of your time. Yeah, absolutely, the um, best bit. B- yeah, it just had lovely vintage sounds. It obviously, it comes in this that fantastic exotic mini pedal chassis, but it's exotic. I don't know. We like mini pedals, but, but, but the exotic ones are yeah. great. They're you never great. turn it off, so they're, it doesn't matter. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They're deep. They're tall. They they somehow How deep is your boost? they somehow weigh more than than a heavy thing like they're you know they're like yeah this is this is this is certainly made out of like uh dark matter yeah it's yeah it it weighs a ton it like the build quality is absolutely incredible do you know when i was packing this up i was i was getting all the pedals out of the boxes i was in in my garage which has a stone floor and i was sort of throwing them all on the floor and i threw this one across on the floor and it fell out the box and the pedal went you know, most the of these have got to go back to the yeah, manufacturers. Actually, so. these ones do as well. There's not a mark on it. I was like, it's not. It's absolutely it's not. And, and actually, uh, Joe's now got to get the garage floor refilled. Yeah, because <laughs> of the because of the hole that the pedals made in it. Potholes. Yeah. That's the cause of potholes around yeah. the country. Pe- people people dropping driving exotic- along and chucking uh, exotic, exotic pedals, pedals out the window. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, really cool. And it's it's uh, I I. This is a classic J Cross move here. I uh, completely, at the, when we talked about these originally, completely dismissed them because I'm just like, I don't care, like boost pedals, whatever. Just like, just don't worry about it. But you just got to not think about it like that. It's a make gooder. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. it makes complete sense. 150 pounds isn't the end of the world either. Like for for these exotic pedals, do tend to be on the expensive side of things. They do, yeah. And you know, it's exotic as well. We we talked about them. Uh, when did that come up? Was it Matty when you and me were walking around Summernam last year? We stumbled into their into their booth and we were like, "Oh, guitars! I didn't know they yeah. did that." Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. talked about that earlier in the year on the podcast. But you know, Exotic, one of those brands that I think is just is just always always there. And, and I think actually, it's, one uh, of the brands I should have mentioned when we were talking about the American Ultra Strat. You know, one of those brands yeah, that's taken on totally. the Fender thing. Gone. We'll do the thing that everyone else wants, and then that's why Fender have gone. Actually, no, we'll just do it because we'll probably do it better. Yeah, totally. What brands do you, what uh, categories do you want to add this one to? What categories do we want to add this to? Um, well, I don't really feel as though it can go in um, best name, super sweet, although that is quite good. Most innovative, I mean, it's certainly not that. Best looking, it is quite boring looking. Uh, most useful, I certainly think it would it would go up there. Um, yeah, I think probably most useful is where you want it in terms of, you know, just oh, yeah, classic. I don't, I don't feel, I mean, 
maybe jumping ahead because we've obviously still got some other episodes to do. But as a boost for me personally, I think the heavy water is probably a better effect. Yeah. But I definitely think it's worth putting it in most useful. I think, I think so. I think so. I think yeah. it's you know it's important for us as uh, you know well respected influencers to uh, lead the conversation <laughs> and and you know what better excuse than to, to make sure that the the term make gooder gets heard into more ears by yeah. having this in the most useful section. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Right, well, uh, next up, I'm going to continue this line of make gooderers. Now, uh, earlier on, I think it was, uh, was it was it Jay, Mark and me or with you? That no, was I it? was there. Everyone was there. We well, were, maybe not the first time. We were A being, we were A, yeah, it was today. We were A being between the, the very pedal, the, the, the super sweet that Jay's just spoken about um, and the JHS Clover, which is another pedal we spoke about on last week's episode. We were A being between them. Both make gooderers, both, you know, kind of uh, boosts. Obviously, the Clover is is more of a, a preamp pedal than a boost, but but mm. both pedals really on a similar line of things. And considering that, you know, the very essence of a sort of a boost or a preamp or a make gooderer is, is uh, you know, a very subtle difference, as as we've, you know, just pretty much spoken about, um, it was it was uh, it was alarming to see the massive amount of tonal difference between these two, yeah, and the different areas that they uh, that they did well in. Because it, yeah. okay, so first of all, so we've got the clover, the JHS clover. To give you a, a brief overview, if you know you didn't hear me talking about it last week, the uh, the JHS clover is based on the uh, the Boss FA uh, FA one, which was a, a belt mounted with a little yep. uh, a little belt catch thing, a belt mounted preamp made famous by the Edge from uh, U two using it. JHS have made this into a pedal format and given it a few more controls. You've got a, you've got a mid control which you can remove and you know just run it as the uh, as the original set booster. But it's just a gorgeous a gorgeous clean jazz chorusy style preamp yeah. but one thing that was really interesting about the a being of this between the super sweet and the the clover was um mark was playing uh some sort of lead bluesy bits and a being between the two and he was like man this uh this super sweet is such a better such a better pedal there's so much more character to it and I'd always thought, wow, I really like the Clover, but I was listening to Mark playing and I was like, yeah, he is right, the Super Sweet does sound a, a lot more characterful, a lot better. But then when Mark went to explain the same thing to Jay, when Jay came back in the room, Mark strummed a chord and it just sounded like, um, you, you know, just maybe a little bit undynamic or weak with the with the Super Sweet and he did the same thing with the Clover and there was all this rich all these rich harmonics and this like full range sort of character to it and uh and then he started playing blues licks again and the clover sounded a little bit sort of boxy and and almost like it was collapsing the front end of the gain stage a little bit like a little bit like a cheap practice amp and then switch back to the super sweet and on the lead stuff the super sweet again sounded absolutely fantastic it was so funny to hear how the two different pedals were either not great or amazing, think, depending um, on whether you were str- depending on what you're using it for. Yeah, I I really like the Clover. I I, was, I really like the Clover. When, when you brought Just it, maybe I, not for blues. Well, I mean, 
that's not a problem for me, I assure you. <laughs> that will never be a problem for yeah. me. Uh, considering I know about three chords, um, they all sounded good through the Clover. Yeah, yeah, great. G, D, and E all sounded All the big ones. They all sounded good. Uh, no, I um, when when you brought it around last week, that was it last week or the week before, it was maybe? Last week. Yeah. Last week, that and the um, cheese balls. Cheese ball. Uh, cheese ball. I, uh, to be, I'm going to. Uh, let everyone have a peek behind the curtain here. I came back from work and I was in a bit of a bad mood. I had a bit of a stressful day. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah, look, just a little bit. And you were playing these and yeah. I was like... You came just, over and he slapped me. And I did. And I, I, <laughs> Straight in. Just, that's it. <laughs> you, boy, fix me a drink. <laughs> what day is this? And uh, um, you, uh, I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. This pedal, fuzz pedal, don't care. That pedal, green pedal, don't care. Hate green pedals. And uh, <laughs> and then I and I went, give me that guitar. And I played a couple of chords. I was like, oh, this sounds really oh, good. This sounds really nice. It's really and all good. of a sudden, like all that tension just disappeared from my shoulders, <laughs> from my shoulders. And I, uh, yeah, I just felt it was just. It's really nice playing guitars. Wicked sometimes, you know. The the clover is a fantastic make good. I do feel like it's kind of a jazz chorus in do a you, box. Do you know what I yeah, think? I think there's a couple a of really key features on this, which sets it apart from something like the Super Sweet. Actually, is the XLR out, which means it's great for acoustic players, great and for bass, bass players, and bass as well. But actually, I think if you're using a lot of effects, and I think if you want something, you know, really kind of nice. You know, almost, you know, you can turn the EQ off almost like flat sort of yeah. boost in for things like delays. And, you know, you actually, even if you're using a switcher and running it in conjunction with your delays and reverbs, I think it's going to help add a little bit of EQ to maybe what you're doing and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I can see a million different applications to this. I, I really, really like it. I think it's a great pedal. Yeah. yeah. I, I think actually that's that's a point. That's something to, to bring up as well is the, um, the EQ off switch. Because this is based off of a... Is it a, it's a the FA one. Yes, the FA one. So it's not, and and that had a switch to turn off the EQ. No, it just uh, no. Just it, it, no oh, it did have no EQ. It had a bass and treble setting. Right, um, gotcha. So the no EQ is new, and it, uh, and the having a full range of EQ is new. And I thought when you turn the EQ off on this pedal, I thought it sounded bad. I thought it sounded much better with the. The mod, the full essentially, range. If you, you yeah, know, absolutely. If the modification from JHS. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. Really. So I'm, uh, I'm going to add this to best effects pedal because I think it is uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm going to add it to most useful as well because I think it, um, I think it's the sort of thing that is 100%. This pedal is going to improve your board if you have a lot. Someone of, take. Uh, oh, oh no, I was supposed to do it. You I? were supposed to add your yeah, thing. I, I, I just realised you didn't add yeah, yours, yeah. but yes. Uh, so that's the that's what I I'll think let you of do that, the. Boy. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what was it that you added yours to? Most useful. Most you wanted yeah, yeah. yours in most useful yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right, well, mine's better. But okay, you'll edit this bit um, out later, right? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go back through this <laughs> four-hour <laughs> podcast and find this moment. Uh, okay, well, um, we have one more pedal to deal with before we take a little uh, little advertising break. So, Mark Packham, why don't you uh, you talk us through? I don't know, maybe the best drive pedal. Any of us have heard. Well, certainly oh. you or me have heard in a year. Uh, yeah, so I'm just looking at the list of the things that we've talked about. And um, yes, we've talked about some drive pedals, but I think they have tended to be kind of on the, I guess, heavier side of things. Really talking about like the Red Mist. Heavy Water, I would say, is not particularly a drive pedal. I wouldn't put it down as that. It's got a make good or a kind of vibe to it. Um, and the Dookie Drive is obviously on the heavier side of things. One thing that I think hasn't featured much this year, which has featured heavily, uh, you know, a fair amount in last uh, in the last few years, gear of the year, I think kind of the more 
transparent drives, the lower gain drives. We've not really talked about anything like that this year. And the one I want to talk about is the Dusky Electronics Hypatia. Um, and the reason I want to talk about it is it is a fantastic sounding, fairly low gain drive pedal. Well, um, it does high gain as well. It does some high gain. It is it's it is pretty versatile. Um it's very I think it goes all the way from a lovely sort of transparent sort of drive right up to like almost a kind of a airing on gated fuzz. Yeah, like it, it really moves into distortion territory. It, it definitely has got that kind of like blown out sort of fuzz yeah. sound. Um but personally I liked it on the lower gain settings. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you strike a chord it gives it that kind of ringing um really sort of natural sounding distortion. Um so uh it's like a MOSFET drive, MOS, MOSFET based output buffer um on there. Control wise it's got some pretty uh uh, unique <laughs> controls, I would say. You've got meat, heat, and light. Um, meat? Meat. Yeah. Meat. Joe can't use this as one. As in to meet people. Yeah. No. No, it's meat as in not, uh, the meat. Um, so how do they describe it? Meat knob controls low-end content. Uh, with the knob, knob all the way up, the sound is bassy and blown out. <laughs> yes. Yes, I said meat knob. Um <laughs> You guys, <laughs> you need to cry up. Sorry. Yeah. With the knob away up, the sound is basically blown out, almost almost like the square wave on a synth, uh, especially with the heat knob at maximum blown as well. Rolling, ba- rolling back the meat knob. <laughs> Sorry, you said meat knob and all the way up. Yeah. But just, it's the end of the day. <sighs> rolling back. It's not, even, it's not even. We've got another episode to do. Rolling back the meat knob controls uh, control allows mid-range <laughs> and treble to come through more clearly and revoices the circuit for a more cutting sound. Um, basically, the long short of this is there's loads of different drive sounds that you can yeah. get out of it they all sound fantastic um personally i heard on the kind of um lighter sounds and yeah. i heard those as well <laughs> <laughs> very good very good i, I wish i'd spent a bit more time with this because i think i arrived today and you'd sort of no, we kind of already done just it, plug it now, bit, mate. yeah it's one second, second. Oh, yeah. just... it's not like anything matters anymore this oh, is hour four pedals plugged in oh, sounds good Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah so i think it's um it's a fantastic little pedal uh that does that transparent thing right through to some fuzzy yeah. stuff interesting controls as well i mean i love that they seem to be sort of randomly placed around yeah the, there the is some, there's definitely one of them's got like a kind of like larger uh control yeah, on one of them's well. big but then the you know but they sort of randomly placed and i like that they've gone for like meat heat more and what's the other one is it just a uh, light light yeah. i like that there's sort of new names on them that's it's kind of cool it kind of means that rather than knowing exactly what that control does and going for the default like you see something that says you know whatever treble you leave it in the middle you know see something that says mids and you crank it like you know you have a you you kind of have a predetermined thing that you do with these things when you, you, when you say no stop you completely dismissed the metaverse air trash because you were like those controls don't do anything i don't like that blah 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 blah. i blah. wanted to put the metaverse air trash through it, i plugged it in earlier it was you guys who were like me i've been i've been pushing that all year i sort of feel like with the air trash it doesn't belong in gear of the year it's it's, it's in its own thing there needs to be yeah. like a separate awards where that is the only entry and it's the winner <laughs> Um, it just needs to be its own manufacturers I, who have lost their minds. <laughs> I um I thought I'd look up what Hypatia is, and there's a lot of big words. Okay, good. Um, we don't, don't do well I, with big I words. I don't think I do well with big words because I can't read. Okay, um, good to know. Hellenistic Neoplatonist philosopher, astronomer, and mathematician who lived in Alexandria, Egypt. There we go. There we go. So, and also had a cracking distortion drive fuzz. 
Yeah, indeed. <laughs> in uh, uh, 350 BC. I mean, Sweet. that is early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to put this in a best... Pre-Zeppelin, that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. For me, this is just going in best effects. Right. I, I kind of thought up until a certain point this year, this would have been in my best overall product. Right. Um, but actually, there's something that we'll talk about in the next half of this podcast that is going to be my third and final thing that I'm entering into best overall product. Do you know product. I think best name? I think that's a great name. Now I've looked at the description. Yeah, and, like, and it's I mean, got Hypa- a nice origin. Hypatia is a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so put Lillian. That's, that's what he just <laughs> said. <laughs> so he just, no, said, he just said who the person was. Oh, I just I wasn't sure if you... Because you said it's just a lot he of He was talking about a person there. that yeah, 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 lived yeah. in, you know, just before Led Zeppelin. In Do you want me to read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll put it in best name, and then while we have a break, I'll right. decide if I think it is the best name or not. Well, that leads us on to our break period. So we are going to go and get a beer. And, uh, and listener, you can listen to this, uh, this uh, little message from uh, the Gear of the Year Uh Sponsor. sponsor. That's the sponsor. word you're looking for. Running out of words. This is our four. Here's the sponsored bit. This year's Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year podcast series is sponsored by Isotope Spire Studio. Yes, that's right. We've spoken about this product loads over the last few weeks, but that's because we really genuinely are incredibly impressed by it. In fact, even though we got sent a demo unit of the Spire Studio, Matt has even gone ahead and bought himself one because it really is a fantastic piece of kit that will really improve how you're demoing songs at home. So with this portable multi-track recording, you can quickly and easily capture your songs at the highest quality via the built-in mic. It's a very good built-in mic. All the dual inputs. The Spire Studio automatically detects your instrument to sculpt the tone and set input levels. Wirelessly pair it with your iOS or Android device to add creative amps and effects, edit, mix, collaborate with bandmates, and export your songs. It's now available at retailers like Sweetwater, Auto Music, Amazon, as well as Toman and Andertons in Europe. And between now and the end of the year, Get a free standard Isotope plugin with the purchase of Spire Studio. Learn more at isotope.com forward slash spire forward slash nerds. Hello and welcome to episode. Oh no! Oh no! What am I doing? Episode. Oh no, this is not even a new episode. We've just had a. We're back from a break. We're back. Oh god! Oh, we're entering the. We're not even hour. halfway through recording. I know. I know. Mark, I mean, this we're new getting format towards is so long. We're getting good, towards though. the end of this. It is good. Yeah, it is good. Okay, so we've just had a break. We've just had an advertising break, or if you're a Patreon listener, a non-advertising advertising break. Um, and we are back for more pedals and some others as well. We're going to start the ball rolling. Let's get straight into it with um, the only pedal, I think, that's actually going to give the Empress Zoya a run for its its money. The, uh, the Chase Bliss Mood. Indeed, yes. So I want to talk about the Chase Bliss Mood, which was a pedal that I uh, brought around to show everyone. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think the website sums it up very well. Now, there was a lot of hype around this when it released um, probably late summer. Uh, mood, uh, which is is kind of always laid out with spaces, M-O-O-D, rather than, and you know, it's all like spatial and lovely. Um, the Mood is a two-channel <laughs> granular micro-looper delay designed to be playful and immediate uh it is a study of interaction yeah it, it it's, really, it's it? like big brother like big brother yeah <laughs> um so so mood is by chase bliss 
and features two algorithms or two sides. Uh, one is by Old Blood Noise and one is by Drolo. Um, and I actually found Marco. it... Marco. Drolo. Uh, <laughs> I actually found it... Marco. Drolo. <laughs> Completely stopped doing this. Um, the one thing I found was actually... I had to watch a bunch of videos about it to sort of understand it. Then I had to play around with it to un- to really understand it. And then when I was trying to explain it, it came across... I really re- understood it. I, I, I sort of found that actually it's really difficult to explain. Yeah. Um, so effectively, the way that I would kind of say, it's a always listening looper, but it only ever listens to a very, very small... It's always listen to what you're doing. But when you hit the button it loops a very small section yeah. of what you've just played. And then there's a delay and a reverb, effectively. And what you can do is you can use the delay and the reverb on your guitar signal, but then you can add that looper on top of the um, input signal or the loop signal. And it's effectively just a really nice ambient machine. Well, it's it's I another think pedal really- that where it sits. It's another pedal that really takes things right down to, the, uh, to, to how how audio works and how different things interact with each other in the same way as the Zoya. I, I just think this was capable of so many versatile, so many Absolutely. different, completely different sounds. And when I say different sounds, I don't mean, oh, it was capable of doing a spacey reverb or a tight slapback. I mean, it was capable of doing, you know, something you've never, ever heard before with sort of, you know, a split second sample yeah. in of sort of tremoloed, sound going over the top of a uh, you know so, some sort of weird ambient it's, delay it's just it's just bonkers it's a magical box every time i turn it on yeah, it's, it does it's something different that i can just like oh i don't know how i did that but I, it sounds amazing i said it i said it uh, when you were playing it but it sounds like um it sounds like how the youtube review channel knobs sounds that's yeah. that's yeah, what yeah. this this and is i tell you what he was involved though i think wasn't he he I, well he does he did a lot of the i think he does a a bunch of product testing for them now. So I don't think he actually like writes the algorithms. But I no, think no, no. But I think he was involved in kind of because um, he uh, Scott. Scott yes, Scott from Nobs. Scott, Scott from Nobs. Scott Nobs. Uh, Scott Nobs. Scott Nobs. Uh, was uh, had an, did did an interview with Blake on the Time Warp yeah. podcast last week, which I listened to and was really interesting. And I'm sure he said that he did uh, he was involved in yeah. kind of the beta testing of, of mode. So the one the one pedal we've talked about a lot is the Count Five. Um, and I've owned three of them. Um, and every time I've, I've had them, I'm just like, Matt they're L- cool. But, <laughs> um, but the, the, the ultimate problem is I've just found it like it, it doesn't harmonize. It doesn't play very well with what you're doing. And it's like, it's almost there. It's weird mm-hmm. and it's wacky, but it's it never feels usable. And this constantly feels like it's usable. You can really explore... Um, the sounds in it and kind of create a bunch of soundscapes and it's Chase Bliss. There's so much MIDI control, all the dip switches on the back for expression control. And then the key thing in the middle, which I was trying, we were trying to kind of get our heads around exactly how to explain it, which is the clock control in the model, uh, in the middle, which basically they say, (laughs) (laughs) um, which basically slows or accelerates both sides at the same time in harmonized steps, which is one thing you lose on something like the count to five. Um, but ultimately, just 
an atmospheric noise machine. I think yeah. is the way that I would kind of um, that I would put it. That I'm still trying just, to get to just, the heart. Of but the most creative ever. Absolutely, one of the most noise machine. I I just can't believe the different things that you could do with within changing a few. I think the clock is really the center of that pedal, and the fact that Literally you can the center. Of well, that I mean, it is in the middle of the pedal, but. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But it really defines, you know, a- a- absolutely what you can can do sort of you know from the from the ridiculous to the mundane and the the things you were doing utilizing the unlatched second part of that yeah um that pedal to to introduce um kind of in, incredible sort of ambient sounds with the strangest sort of rhythmic um uh sort of you know freeze-esque yeah i think the um the interesting thing is the delay reverb on its own is a very good algorithm and sounds great but you won't always want to mix it with something else the looper on its own would only really work if it had a delay and a reverb to kind of add a bunch more texture to it yeah so together it is just this kind of really nice marriage of all these different sounds and i just think it's a real nice it's just unlike anything really you can't really describe it perfectly um but for me just one of the most interesting pedals and just something great to put on a pedal board that every time you stand on it you can kind of create something totally totally different and totally yeah. unique yeah absolutely um i think what you said there about the uh montreal assembly counter five is is really cool because again that's what um scott uh harper was saying <laughs> thank you uh, google <clears throat> uh was saying when uh uh when they're on the um 
Time Mob podcast and about how the Count to Five was like, they said that it was a really important pedal uh, in terms of kind of opening up the idea of looping and uh, distorting your guitar signal in a granular way, which is something that hadn't really mm. been done kind of before. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't really know what they were doing with the uh, Count to Five. Yeah. Whereas this uh, kind of is a, a little bit more intuitive, I think a little bit, the, more. A little bit more intuitive. Um, Scott also mentioned another pedal, which I've I hadn't heard of actually, and I've not I've not watched any videos of yet. But the Red Panda Tensor, yeah. Had you have you heard a go on that? I had actually. Yeah, is it a it similar was, sort of and, thing? Yeah, and it was, and I was torn between that or the mood. Okay, before um, I actually ended up going for the mood, and mm-hmm. I only went for the mood because. I preferred the MIDI control, and that's right. what I wanted. All the MIDI control. Oh, so well, that's I actually... that's one thing. That that was an incredible thing that you managed to do yeah. with so the, the, mood. the the clock control in the middle because it's harmonised. Each um, point has its own kind of rough CC number, so effectively each one becomes a note. Um, so when you get into MIDI control, you can actually start changing the the internal notes, as it were. So you can actually freeze points, and then you can change the way they sound. So you can create this sort of like evolving moving soundscape which unfortunately is something i could only really do if i'd have brought my rig with me but it does show that you it was a lot more open than some of the other yeah. products out there um so for me um i really want to put it in um best effects i think it's you know i put it on my board and i think it's an incredible product i can't really say it's the most useful <laughs> um because again i think similar to the the Zoya, in some ways, you do really have to have an understanding of kind of what you're doing. I think straight out of the box, great sounds, but you kind of you are going for that ambient thing. Really, it's not going to be like a great drive pedal, or you're not going to buy it as a standard digital delay. However, I definitely want to put it in best looking. I think those Chase Bliss pedals look amazing. I think it's a great color scheme, and I want to put it in best name. Yeah, um, because I absolutely love the it's name. Very of it. cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put it in um, best overall. Product. Wow, Matty using up one of his. Wow. Uh, That's one it. Of his I've used all of them. Wow, there it is. Okay, okay, fine. Well, next up, next up, staying on sort of the, you know, ambient machine, something a bit more simple, but something that's absolutely fantastic, the Rocket Surgeon Ice Caves. Now, this is a this is a pedal that really comes from uh, the Nordstrand, Nordstrand pickups, obviously, but Nordstrand Audio. I think it's Nordstrand Audio. It is Nordstrand Audio, the full name for the company. Uh, but comes, uh, is the pedal line essentially made, uh, made, via them but with their old own name rocket surgeon we got sent this earlier on like right near the start of the year yeah and we we brought it over and in fact you guys have all had a go on it matt you even borrowed it and uh, yes. and didn't like it no it's um and it wasn't until oh sorry no, no, go no on. i was gonna say you were probably gonna say what i was gonna say well it wasn't until today when i sort of demonstrated what what it could do that that you you actually did like it and so that it is a cool pedal and i definitely think this is a really specific type of reverb delay like if you're looking for uh you know for like a carbon copy or even like a you know a, a, a big sky or a fender treever <laughs> is it or, one of those ones where you're walking like store and you're like i need a reverb pedal okay what do you need well i'm not after room or plate or spring i need ice cave <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly that. This sounds like nothing else, um, but I think it's fantastic at that job. And what I really like is that it is actually super simple. It's not an overly complicated uh, reverb delay pedal. Um, so, crucially, so the controls on, on this pedal are relatively standard at first. You've got level depth, you've got echo, you've got brightness, and then you have the 
ice control and the ambience control. Now, the ambience control is actually um, is actually a switch, and you switch between delay off and reverb. And uh, so the these two controls work in conjunction with each other. So um, uh, so if you if you turn the ambience control onto reverb uh it, it loops the feedback of the pedal through the entire circuit and gives you like a really intense sort of big atmospheric ambient sound isn't but, that what a shimmer does though well, but it well shimmer is because it's not octave. pitching it yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, not yeah, pitching yeah. it um whereas if you set it to delay then it loops the feedback right out of the delay part of the circuit which gets absolutely mad and when you do that diming the the ice control as it were then it it just allows you this massive sort of expansive i love that it's got a brightness control on there because shutting that down actually creates this really gorgeous sort of um like a cave-esque sort of that that sort of big echoey chamber did style you talk about the inspiration sound. behind this pedal i don't think you did, did no you? i haven't why, yet, like, why, no. why they came up with this concept of the ice cave yeah i like how mark there is just clearly uh you know advertising the fact that he wasn't listening to you at all <laughs> i always just when joe's talking in general just to sort of it's like it's like what uh what goes on in homer's brain when he thinks of the ballet <laughs> so yes this actually does come from the the, the makers were happened to visit the dachstein uh glaciers in, where's that in austria there we are he knew um, That's excellent knowledge there, Jack. Yeah, you... There you go. Right. Yeah, it's almost like I'm reading it off of the page on Lord's <laughs> website, isn't it? Yeah. I watched I watched the movie Troll Hunter. Oh, recently. it's a fantastic movie. It is good. Obviously not set in Austria. No, not set in Austria, but there's you know, there's definitely some like some kind caves of caves in it. There's some there's some like I uh, basically it's the entire it's a Finnish movie. It's Norwegian. Is it Norwegian? Norwegian. Mm, uh okay. the entire time we've been talking about uh ice caves and stuff, all I've been thinking about is the fact that I watched the Troll Hunter recently. I've been meaning to watch it for Troll! ages. Yeah. It's a fantastic <laughs> yeah, movie, exactly. yeah, just for that. I tell you what, I the, considering it was a uh, sorry to go off topic for a second, no, but considering fine. it was uh, you know, an indie movie from like two thousand 2012 or something the cgi holds up Absolutely. i think it's good no, it's, it's, it's Troll! wonderful Troll! wonderful wonderful good. movie if you haven't watched it listener you go and do it go and do it now because you know to be honest yeah, turn we're, this on hour off. Five. <laughs> we're on hour five it's uh it's gone the only thing but, i would say it's missing some sort of expression control and I, and I know so, we're, yeah, we're not so going this... into that just yet, but it's the only thing. Like I said, when you played it, it kind of was like, ah, oh, this makes sense. It sounded but way I need better. My own Joe Branton. Yeah, it sounded way better when you were playing it and Joe was manipulating that ice control at the same time. That's yeah. when you really yeah. saw the benefit. Yeah, of it. I, I completely agree. It's it's the sort of thing that one of the lovely things is that mixing. If you blend up the echo and the ice control, especially when you're using the delay, because it's because of the nature of a delay and you're changing that speed, you get this really subtle pitch change like when you dime the feedback on a normal delay and then move the delay speed um and you get that sort of you, you know you get that dive bomb sound this does that but it's not nearly as intense it's almost like you're doing it underneath this sort of duvet you know it's it's like it's underneath your sound it's behind everything so it's just adding all this texture all this roomy lovely texture i just think there are a lot of reverbs and delays out there, and this doesn't sound like anything else. And yeah. I think creating a new type of reverb de and delay in, in today's market is a work of absolute innovation, and I think they've done a fantastic job. A, a 
big fan of this pedal. I think they've uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing, and I think the uh, I hope that uh, Rocket Surgeon continue to make loads of pedals because I think they're very very good. Um, Where's I'm it going then, Joe? Most innovative um, because okay. because I okay. just I just because reverb and delay is such a trodden path. So to create something that, that like find me a pedal that sounds like this. You That's know. true. Yeah, I think that makes this a very innovative product. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pop it in most innovative. Now, uh, now next up, we're gonna move on to Jay. Oh, I see. We're mixing things up. Are we mixing things up between pedals and others at the moment? Uh, this is a pedal. Is it? Are we counting this as a pedal? I thought, I thought yeah. that was some sort of clever pun joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we are quite literally. Mixering things up. So, uh, <clears throat> anybody who has listened to... Oh, I might edit that out so it does sound like I was making a pun. Well, just leave it, I reckon. Should we just, should we just, uh, should should we just laugh now as, yeah. if, no, as no. if you've already... Let me say it, let me do it. Do it. So, Jay, I see your... <laughs> mi- oh. <laughs> oh, great joke. Okay. Yeah, fine. What, Branton? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Whatever. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jay? EHX, Electroharmonics. Home. That is, that is usually what that stands for. Home yes. of the big muff and iterations. Home of the many, many compressors and their also iterations have released probably the greatest pedal. Why are you talking so slowly? <laughs> this is, seems to be going very of slowly. Of all time. The Electroharmonics Tri-Parallel Mixer as I say, anybody who knows, who's listened to this podcast, who knows anything about me, knows I bloody love a utility pedal. And it they don't come more utilitarian than the EHX Tri-Parallel Mixer. So the thing with the Tri-Parallel Mixer is you have got three loops that you can stick uh, pedals into and uh, mix them along with your dry signal uh, and then feed those out into different amps if that's what you want to do. They're all independently switchable. Um, you've got the option, although I don't think it's... Uh, you've, you've got the option to um, have like a buffer in there so that you can have trails come through, uh, which is really useful. So you can kick off one of the loops and still have the trails come through, which is nice. Um and each of the loops has got a little mixer built in. So you've got send and return uh, volume level. You've got a, a one band EQ and you've got a phase knob there in case anything's sounding a little bit uh, snooker loopy. Now, I absolutely... <laughs> what? I ab- I absolutely love this pedal. We, we were talking about... We've been talking about this since it came out and just about how um, I really wanted something where I would be able to blend in uh, the really wicked, um, destructive sound of my uh, Interfax harmonic percolator. Absolutely. But without it, uh, without losing the 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 sound of the greatest musical instrument ever invented, the precision bass. You know, which is <laughs> why I mess with a classic. Um, and having this gives me the option to do that, as well as adding anything else in there. Should I should I choose? Now, obviously, this isn't the first. Um, EHX aren't the first company to do something like this. Um, uh, earlier on in the year, actually, there was a video on the VFE pedals uh, Klein bottle, which um, Knobs did. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did not. Really, really interesting. I think that was like maybe right at the start of the year or maybe at the back end of last year. 
And VFE are a company who we haven't really talked that much about, but they do some very, very interesting pedals. Uh, and the Climb Bottle is um, is is right up there with in terms of like yeah these weird kind of mixer pedals. This is a this is a bit more designed uh, with kind of soundscape pists in mind with people who right. watch the knobs channel basically uh in mind um and uh doing a little bit of research there's also a uh do you know wounded poor audio mm. you heard of well them? I, I was gonna say one one thing that isn't on this list um although i tried and you know i i have got one um but ultimately it's a very similar thing to this was the gig rig mm-hmm. wetterbox does a very similar thing yeah. two effects loops that you can uh this you is know, three. You can kind of mix things. This is three. One so better. One better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this yeah, there's, there's definitely a few people doing this sort of thing. But I yeah. like the full-on controls that you've got on here. I like some. I'm just looking at the manual. Um, <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, I wonder why you didn't said anything for ages. You know, just sort of you know memorizing that for future use. Um, and I thought actually, yeah, there's some really good set, um, setups they're sort of suggesting here as well. Yeah, my favourite so- character in Forty Towers. What's that, Manuel? Yeah. Very good. You were, uh, you were waiting for ages to say I that. I was waiting for him to finish. Oh. So, uh, you know, as I say, there, there are a bunch of uh, there are a bunch of other uh, companies that make pedals similar to... <laughs> Joe's, Stop touching Joe's that. touching that He again. looked like he needed consoling. He seems very unwell. Um, but but the, uh, the EHX is definitely uh, doing it at a price point that doesn't come close to anybody else. So um, these are on the market. I've just done a quick uh, Google shop for these and you can get them for just over a hundred quid at the moment, which is just absolutely phenomenal. I think this is, I, th- I think this is a proper game changer. I really do. Like, I know that Matty's going to say, well you, well, you could do all of this in the ESH actually, if you wanted to. Um, that's Matt not saying anything, yeah, but yeah, making he, a smug face. He, he actually, um, well, actually, no, it does definitely have some features that, you can't do. I mean, they all ste- sort of stem from the Boss LS2, which is very much the simplest yeah. version of this. Yeah. But I really like uh, the phase control, which is some things that most people won't really consider that you actually need. Yeah. But if you've got a couple of drive pedals in there and you're running them in parallel, you do get phasing options yeah. um, issues. And this is a great way to to kind of get rid of that. Um, it's almost like some... Mike Matthews knows what he's doing, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he's been doing it a while, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's some, some cool options. Like you say, the, the trial um, trails thing, the sort of buffered yeah. bypass is a really nice touch as well. Yeah, I, I just think this is really, really cool. Um, so funnily enough, Matt, I was reading earlier in the week, I was reading a, I'm not sure if I'll be able to find it now, but I was reading a uh, a Reddit post on the uh, Tri-Parallel Mixer and so, when, like from when it was announced in July and someone was like, oh, that sounds, that's cool. That's uh, basically exactly what people use the LS2 for, but this actually does it. Um, which I thought was uh, which I thought was quite a a, uh, a cold little statement there, but um, yeah, I really love this product. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, it fulfills all my needs in terms of something that I would act, that I actually would practically use, and uh, you know it's uh, extremely boring, which is something that I am into and nobody else is. So it fulfills my <laughs> contrarian desire. There's got to be one every year of the year. Absolutely, there's no, there's no power supply this year. No, so there's, there's not. Be, there's not. There's got to be something. There's I don't, no- I don't hate this product quite as much as I did the power supply. You know, I own that power supply as well. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the bloody best. They are really good. They're yeah. so good. In fact, That's not just thing. me. My, my, uh, my keys player and the sax player in my band also have that power supply. How many keyboards can it power? Uh, he uses it for his effects pedals <laughs> yeah, that he a, runs through. That was a funny keyboards. joke. Oh. 
I see. Yeah, yeah. You didn't laugh. I'm sorry. Okay. What, ca- um, what categories is it going in? This is going in, um, and this is going in most useful. Really? Only oh god, never would have guessed that. It's also no. It's also going in. <laughs> Don't say it. Just say it. Can I get away with it? Oh, it's going in best overall. Okay, fine, okay. fine. It's going in best overall. It's so good. It's so good. I think it's best if we don't talk about it. Just put it in. Listen, put it in. listen. Put it in. It's so it good. Brandon. Everybody, everybody had a go at me last year when I said that the um, the uh, mini ISO brick was one of the best products, and it ended up coming like fourth or something. So we ran out of options. Yeah, whatever. whatever Joe, come on, save us. So next Ooh. up, next up, I'm going to talk about a product that really is an is an an absolute like this is absolutely the most innovative thing that has come out this this year. Absolutely, what a wonderful product indeed. I'm of course, listener, you already know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about We've Mark. Mark, about Mark it, you are making the way. weirdest face. <laughs> Go uh, on. Um, <laughs> we are talking about the Anna Sounds Elements, which is their um, their their actual reverb tank effects pedal so the elements itself is the controller for uh, a reverb spring and an, an actual reverb tank which you can get in uh in three sizes um i can't remember what the three sizes are so the one that we're actually selecting which is the one that we have is the uh is the labrute now it comes in um as i said in three separate sizes but the, the labrute is the medium sized um uh reverb tank and then it also has a a large a larger and a smaller reverb tank obviously the larger and the smaller that this tank can be means the uh the you know the the more and the less crazy the the reverb will be um the the elements itself on the pedal offers you an output and a mix between your wet and dry and then it offers you a two band eq a low and a high as well you then have a little toggle which switches uh, between like a traditional reverb sound and then a very gain heavy reverb sound where the actual the audio is picked up far more microphonically through the uh, through the spring itself now that sound we didn't find to be 100% usable yeah yeah. Um, we struggled with it. I actually on the the old barcode series, I did uh, a demo with this pedal, and I tried it with both, and I did find some some cool sort of weird textural things that the that the more driven sound was able to do. But absolutely, for an organic reverb sound in the traditional sound side of this, this is fantastic. This is the best amp reverb sound you'll ever have. And the thing is, you don't need an amp to do this. So this is the sort of thing that partners up perfectly with your pedal baby. It partners up perfectly with anyone who's who's maybe using different amps every night, but really relies on reverb and wants something you know absolutely you know absolutely organic sounding. We're talking about a real reverb tank that's pedal mounted, and the fact that it has three sizes, you know, means that oh, it's also rack mountable, so you could rack it if you want, or you can mount it to maybe the underside or maybe the top of your pedal. Like it's really well thought through. Of course, Anna Sound, as an effects brand, they do these gorgeous bamboo tops to their pedals with this lovely laser etched designs on the top of them. They look like nothing else. They are innovative, gorgeous. The the company Anna Sounds are a, a, a French pedal company and they are they are absolutely leading the way for innovation. I think this is a, a, a completely incredible product. 
This thing, I don't think this is a product. If you're a Fender amp player, for example, this is not the product for you. No. But if you have... Unless you've got something like a Pro Junior. Yeah, unless you've got something like a Pro reverb. Junior. I think the thing is, is they kind of said, yeah, you can... I can see if you've got like a two-tiered pedal board or one of those wedge pedal boards where you can put stuff underneath. This is very cool because you can have an actual spring tank. Yeah. You know, rather than going down the route of a Dan Electro Spring King. <laughs> where, or, or, you know, some of the other ped- um, pedals that are out there that, that are, I think... Fan amps do something called the Soulmate, which is the spring tank in the box. Yep. Very big, very in, in, you know impractical for a pedal board. Yeah, this means you could effectively velcro it to the back of your amplifier if you really want to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But actually, you made an incredible suggestion there. Pedal baby, this pedal baby and a pedal board. Try parallel mixer. Try parallel mixer. <laughs> All of it. Um, you know, but yeah, I think yeah. If you're after a real spring sound, this is a, an awesome this is option. Absolutely. And it. take separate the two bits. Um, yeah, is a is a real good we, thing. You can actually buy it in a package as well and get all three sizes. So the the three sizes are I couldn't find it before, but they're the <laughs> sorry what? sorry say that again. You can buy it in a package and get three all three. <laughs> Why sizes. would you need all three? <laughs> well, they do different the things. They sound different. So you've got the what Le are you bon, about? the Le Bon, the Le Brut, and the Letrade. And the Le Bon is uh, is the smallest. Um, it uh. Uh, it's amply enough for guitar and will save room to the point of leaving it uh, scratched on top of the pedal board. Um, you know, you know, whilst you can sort of, which is great because you can see all those springs moving whilst you're playing it, which is very cool. The Labrute is the middle choice, big enough to offer, a, you know, a, a sort of a massive sound. It's capable of that that kind of a very expansive amp uh, reverb. And they suggest, in fact, that you mount the Labrut, the one that we have, you mount it underneath uh, your pedal board next to your power supply. So that you can kick, so you can kick your That is actually one of the other things. You, but it kick does, your power supply. It takes a bit of welly, actually, to, to give it a kick, but you get an, you get that incredible sound that so you get when you included. drop an amp with a... <laughs> Wow. Okay, and the Latrade is, it, you know, is, uh, it doesn't <sighs> sound like anything else. They actually say that this almost goes beyond... What That's uh, the one I want. what amp what amp reverb sounds like because it's uh, it's absolutely huge and they they're not even sure they they say like you have to find a a place for it yeah either on top of your amp or maybe if you oh, have a massive pedal board because it is literally place. huge the it, it 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 looks at least three times the size of the smallest one <laughs> yeah. on. so it's it it's an absolutely massive thing I just think again, but yeah you just buy all three you know why not why have not? one <laughs> the thing is you can have one on your board. Yeah. You can have one underneath your board. Yeah. And you can have one, one on, on your, your amp. amp. This is perfect. This is absolutely and, ideal. And I tell you what, you get the tri-parallel mixer. Blend you them can all in. Blend them all in together. <laughs> Bloody lovely. You would, need, you would need three of the elements pedals to control it all. But, uh, but that's no, we could hack it. No, 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 because no, you, you oh, get those. You try you power power the mixer. Bloody lovely. Wow, okay. No, you need phono uh, uh, connections between That's all right. Just stuff. hardwire them in. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We could do that. Anyway. <laughs> Mod mode. We were, we were A-being this <laughs> between mode. sort of like an amp, like an organic amp reverb and this. It really is a lovely, really, a fantastic sounding amp reverb. I appreciate amp reverb isn't the most innovative sound of all time, but introducing it so organically in pedal form is incredible and I, I i said before but i think this is one of those pedals for people that maybe they've got like they've got a clon center or like they've got one drive that they absolutely love well this is your one reverb that you absolutely love and then maybe you know 
I don't know, maybe you've got a game changer plus pedal, but it's like small pedal board, small pedal boards with some really high end, perfect yeah. little bits of organic sounding gear. You know, no, this is not your Chase Bliss mood sort of thing. This is a, <laughs> this is this. It does this one thing, but it does this thing better than anything else you can buy. Where are do you, you know it? before? Do you know what? Do you know what they what they mean? Oh, I don't. No, no. So you've got Le Bon. Simon Le Bon, obviously, from uh, that band, <laughs> yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. you got Le Bon, La Brute, and La Tronde. Yeah. Go on, then. Which means the good, the bully, and the hoodlum. Oh. Wow. There we go. Nice. Wow, According to uh, <clears throat> www.google.com forward slash translate. So, so I'm, uh, I'm popping this in most innovative, and I'm also going to pop it in best effect. There we go. Uh, Reverb is the best effect, in it fairness. It is the best effect. That's yeah, absolutely yeah. true. So uh, so next up, we're going to pass it on to uh, Matt, who's going to uh, flog his own brand. What are you talking about, Absolutely. Matt? <laughs> Welcome to Boss Corner. <clears throat> Every so often, a trend comes along, and it takes Boss to be the absolute boss of that trend. And that's why we made the SY1. <laughs> uh, which is basically the compact synthesizer... Um, that uh, uh, I'm just looking at pictures of Joe Branton. Let's take a break to look at pictures of Joe Branton. Yeah. Yeah. Jay's been just photographing me whilst I've been talking. <laughs> yeah, basically the Boss SY1. Wow, I'm just starting to lose my voice. Is <clears throat> our completely polyphonic uh, compact synth that has Joe just threw a pick. At me. <laughs> Why are you trying to derail <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> Um, it's been four hours. Yeah, it's been and five. about seven You're getting beers. restless, like you're yeah, a child. Yeah, exactly. So this uses like. Everything that we built into our SY sound engine, which is fully poly- uh, polyphonic synthesis without the need for any special pickups, um, and basically covers like a massive range of sounds that you can create from a variety of different oscillators. So we've got sequencers, bass effects, organs, strings, pads, the octaves, lead sounds, all with um, expression control, freeze functions, and an effects loop as well. Right. So we've kind of crammed everything in a person who would want a synth pedal would probably want now i'm probably talking to two people that would probably never use a synth pedal maybe jay and joe brandon who would probably use the bass side of it and the sequence side of it uh, I, I think this pedal is absolutely fantastic i think the the thing with this is there is a lot on it and i know um we were talking about we were a being some octave type things earlier and we were like oh well it takes you know you five minutes to find a sound on this because it's not very clear because obviously you've got 121 sounds but I just feel that this is the pedal that you would put on your pedal board and it's just constantly expressive and you would always find something new and exciting to do with it. Or it'd just be a great studio tool. I can't believe how popular this pedal has been with our audience and just in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think of a synth pedal as being, like, especially general I mean, purpose. And, and it's just, everyone's absolutely loved it. And to be honest, I never really listened to any of the demos since it came out because... It just isn't especially, it's a bit too muse for me, a synth pedal. Like, it's, this is not a sound I want to make my guitar sound like. So I just, just, you don't use them in all all seriousness. You don't use them. No, not really. We, we like, because I guess you've got a synth player, you've got a keyboard player. And and that's what a keyboard should sound like. But guitars, I want to be raucous and rough around the edges. And and synths immediately make everything sound very precise. And I've just, that's never been 100% my vibe. That said, the first time really I've heard it outside of a demo and the problem with demos is most like even the people that you get on board to do demos Matt, it, like 
good guitar players are so clinical. So yeah, you yeah, give yeah, them yeah. a synth pedal and they make it sound like I a think, synthesizer and I don't care. Do you know, but you were rough and ready enough with it that... No, in that I really like Matt's playing. Matt, you're Matt's, crap at guitar. No, no, and that's no, what no, I like. Just Matt, rough, mate. Matt's playing is sexily sloppy, which I which I like, which is a good is sound for a guitar. the worst thing that you've ever said. I'm so glad you know, we're nearly done with this podcast. Do you know, um, do you know what? If there's, one, if there's one video you need to go and watch... It's Stefan Fars from the the Pedal Zone. Right. He, we gave it to him, and he is like the ambient master. And you watch that video, and you're just like, I'm totally sold because the sounds he's getting out of it just amazing. I think you personally, I think you kind of need to pair it with a delay and a reverb to like right. fill the sound out a little bit more. Um, but in terms of just like, well, I mean, one of the first demos I saw, which wasn't was just an end user, someone who bought one and did a video, uh, recreated Jump. Um, and including all the solos and the keyboard sounds just using the SY1. Oh. I was like, that's brilliant. Go you ahead. Know, so, um, and I think, you know, let's, we only have to look at things like the microcorg, and Mark will probably remember how popular the microcorg uh, was. I mean, where, even I used to own one. Yeah. Like, that's how ridiculously popular um, it was. You know, it was the ultimate accessible synthesizer for guitar players yeah. who couldn't play synth. And now you don't even have to play keys because you can literally use this and get the same sort of sounds well, out that, of it. That was always my problem with the microcorg is that like, I was like, oh yeah, I love this. I'm holding down one button. I'm making some great sounds. Okay, play it. Absolutely no idea. No <laughs> yeah, idea exactly. what I was doing. And I owned a microcorg. In fact, I owned two of them at one point. So, you know, it's... Um, Microcorgs yeah. are fantastic. The synth player in my band has one of his three keyboards is a is a microcorg yeah. just because they're great textural instruments. But I think this is such an accessible pedal for someone who goes, I want something that sounds a bit weird and crazy on my pedal board, but I don't really know what to go for. If I go for like a ring modulator, I'm stuck with like one type of sound. I could go for an expensive multi-effects and then I still don't know what I'm doing. This, because it's the Boss Compact format and it's just four or five controls that you have to turn, I think, you know, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah, it's great absolutely. sound to it. Is, does it have tractor? It does not have tractor. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not interested. <laughs> has it, has it uh, helicopter. Seagull or whatever it was before. Bats. 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 That was it. Bats. Yeah. And then Bats. Cat Sanctuary was the cat other sanctuary, one. Cat Sanctuary, yeah. Mate, um, I, I've got to be um, honest, opportunity missed. I know, absolutely. How many, just, how many sounds do you say there was on there? 120 something. 121. And how many sounds can you have on MIDI? 128. Yeah, we could have done seven seven classic sounds hidden. You could have done. You could have done. Maybe they have bats and tractors, and you (laughs) didn't do it. Yeah, maybe. I I think this pedal is absolutely incredible for a guy who doesn't especially like synth pedals. I was really, really impressed with this. I think, and I think you, we cannot also, we we cannot (laughs) ignore the incredible popularity this has had on on the the market, even if it is not for us. I think we have to almost give it some extra points for that, and that's why. Because it's called the SY1 synthesizer, it gets best name. <laughs> no, Definitely not. No, I think um, I want to put it in best effects because I do want to give it a bit of a push. Um, obviously, I can't put it in best overall product, which is fine. Um, innovation. I, I, I'd say it's worth another discussion there, just because it is fully polyphonic synthesis without the need for a special pickup. I do so, think that's. I do think that's very cool. You know, and the tracking is. By far, I think the best, the best out there. So I definitely think it's worth another conversation there as well. Yeah, an absolutely uh, fantastic pedal. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about. God, I can't believe how many pedals I seem to have accidentally selected uh, it, because well, it looks like I'm talking about one. Tough poop. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> 
Thank well, you. you don't have to do all these. They, you could just not put this on the, where are, on your where list. Where are we with no, that? No, jump, no, no, it's fine. You've no, put I want the to. you've put the Fender Treverb on. I mean, I can talk about that yeah, for yeah. you. We're going to switch it up, but I but I'm going to talk about this one now. So no, I only meant because I was like enjoying the conversation, and then went back to the list, and I was like, oh, I've got to talk about the next thing. Oh, I need you to queue up yet. my notes okay, for fine. that, and I need to talk about the thing, the one after that, and I need to queue up my notes for that as well. But no, that's fine. I'm I'm sort of ready to to. Joe's got his script ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I've got my the. I do have a script for these things. I don't know why you guys don't or how you guys don't do things with a script, obviously. Just better that's... brains, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't care. That that, I, it? I don't care that I sound stupid Drink sometimes. Less, I guess that's, uh, yeah. that's probably the, the thing. Anyway, the, the next pedal I'm going to talk about is the, um, the collision devices, black hole symmetry. Yep. Now, this isn't a pedal that we've all had the opportunity to try out. Um, but very fortunately, when uh, when I went up to Liverpool, when I did mention this on a podcast, uh, and you know, maybe a couple of months ago, um, Tom Tom Peters, friend of the podcast, uh, did have a black hole symmetry on loan from Collision Devices. In fact, got his before we got ours. Okay. <laughs> no, no, <it's>, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the black hole symmetry is absolutely. It's like a, the math rock pedal of choice. So it's kind of all your essential math rock sounds in in one pedal. So you've got like a uh, a fuzz drive. So no tuner built in them. <laughs> no, 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 that's uh, that's not true. Uh, we're prog, so we're out of tune. Math bands are, are very are very right, clinically okay, okay. in tune. It's 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 a uh, it's very different. But no. Um, so this pedal blends up uh, a fuzz control, an octave control, and then uh, kind of a, an, an ambient like shimmer reverb, all accessible on three separate foot switches with no screen, all rotary controls. Um, uh, and actually, unfortunately, so the only downside I'll, I'll put out the front, no no MIDI controls and also no separate in out. So there's uh, so there's no way of hooking this up via an ES8 or anything like that and being able to access the different elements of that yeah. sound. If you were to plumb this into something like an ES8, you're bound to that one sound that you've set up on the pedal. But very much it kind of does all the essential basics for anyone who wants to have uh, that sort of sound. So, that sort of sound. So um, the black hole symmetry is, this is how they describe it, a destructive modulation spatial reverb fuzz delay combo. It was designed to <laughs> represent the visual and sound aspects of a black hole. Um, the sound does not move in space. Uh, it was uh, it was necessary to imagine what any human being would be able to feel when they were confronted with this giant mass. <laughs> I'm just reading <laughs> off of the website. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah. So, so, so uh, it's, it's, it has these three separate elements that, that you control individually, which are essentially the octave, which you can use as a, as an incredibly well-pitched sub sound, or you can get your, some wonderful shimmer off of it, a fuzz that will do anything from sort of light distortion to to kind of all out super crazy, very gated modern fuzz. And then this gorgeous sort of delay reverb that's very ambient. So individually, you've got a fantastic drive. You've got a very usable pog sound. And then you've got your sort of ambient delay reverb coupled together. You have essentially the sound of like post rock and math rock. Um, and, and kind of every single combination that really is used by these bands with with absolutely massive expansive pedal boards, you know. And certainly when when Tom Peters was demoing this pedal, 
we were kind of like, well, this is, these are all your sounds, more or less, roughly. Yeah. These are all your sounds dealt with in one in one box. And then kind of on top of that, I mean, it's £279, which I agree is absolutely on the top tier, you know, the top end of how much a, a, a pedal costs. But, but for something that kind of does everything, the fact that you just need to couple this with a tuner and, you know. It, I, I've been on. I've just been looking on the website as well because I haven't really thought about this pedal since we talked about it when uh, when it was in the news, and um, it weighs nearly a kilogram. That's crazy. Eight point two pounds. Baby. That is absolutely. So it weighs eight hundred grams, which just seems absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, 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 um, but it looks amazing. I mean, the I, as you say, I've not. I've not had a chance to try it. Um, but I've heard a bunch of demos, and it the the branding is so good. It's, like it yeah. looks amazing, and and all the kind of um, all the kind of like emotive language around it, like event horizon and ergosphere. And yeah, it's just yeah. you know it's 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 uh, it, it's really in this case really cool. it's such a complicated pedal to go i know earlier on i said what i really liked about the hypatia was that they'd was use the sim- weird names yeah, 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 yeah. but actually when you get this complicated i kind of wish they'd use normal names because the, yeah, the three I mean, foot switches the- are singularity event horizon and uh and and ergosphere but all of the parameters are are, are labeled correctly so yeah. for example under ergosphere the par- um the parameters that you've got there are mix time feedback modulation speed and and Oh, switch activation is yeah, the uh, yeah. is the is the switch. Um, mix time feedback modulation and speed. So it's like, well, that's clearly some sort of like modulated delay. Like yeah. that makes complete sense. Then the event horizon, you've got me- uh, mix echo radiancy pitch, and uh, again activation switch, which I should have not read aloud, but I've done it anyway. <laughs> um, so clearly that's you know some sort of reverby type thing. Um, so you know, I th- I think it's uh, I think it all makes complete sense. Uh, I think this is uh, what what this, and I think we did talk about this at the time, and maybe this is more to do with uh, kind of the um, uh, the iconography around the pedal. But this really does make me feel like uh, it, it reminds me of the Eventide space right. and how that was completely bonkers, and you 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 were able to get these really expansive. Um, like otherworldly sounds, but it was so bloody complicated. Yeah. So com- whereas this, it's just well, there's a bunch of knobs on on this black box. Just twist them and see what comes out. I, I mean? love that it's that it's a pedal that does as much as it does. Yeah. But with no screen, with simple rotary controls. It, again, like I, I wish it wasn't just a single input and output. I wish they'd gone for some at least some stereo. Controls that is very or, weird. Yeah. No. There no must MIDI, have, there no must stereo. be some sort of internal reason why they did not do that. Who knows? But I guess it's designed to be everything you need in one box so it's yeah. like here's, but, here's I mean, this one thing you know, don't but you need stereo yeah I don't, you, I don't, you'd, have thought, you'd have thought with sort of some delays that you'd maybe want a stereo but I'm I love that it's dealt with all those sort of essential basic sounds you can you can do everything from your 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 basics things like pog-esque sounds and a and a nice sounding drive right up to your sort of absolutely crazy sort of driven shimmery delay you know sort of, uh, octaved delay reverbs it it does everything it's a slightly premium price i just think it's an absolutely fantastic all-in-one box and i don't think a lot of people are making all of those kind of expansive essentials into into one unit like well that. i think the thing is is that people have become so uh desperate for granular control that right. people you know you look at some something like the timeline or the or the big sky web there are pedals that have this many knobs on, but they just 
control one effect as yeah. opposed to controlling yeah. multiple effects you know yeah, this is more like this is more like the weird stuff that electroharmonics was doing you know mm. five six years ago with the um epitome or the uh um what's the other one that i'm thinking of the super ego yeah 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 sure you know the fact that that was you know two or three of their actual um proprietary effects put into one one box absolutely That's essentially what this is is it's, it's three effects in one and they're the, the controls are all yeah. and, uh, messing and, around with each other, and just really high quality from an yeah. absolutely fantastic company. I'm gonna I'm gonna shove this straight into most innovative because uh, okay. because I think okay. it is, but I also think it doubles down as I think kind of a few of these do as most useful. This is a pedal board in a box. Okay, interesting. Most useful for a kind of out there effect. Well, but it's it doesn't have to be an out there effect. Okay. That's well, the thing. We I, can I discuss just, this when we do most useful. Yeah, yeah, we certainly can. Okay, so next up, Mark Packham. You Hello are going there. To, you're going to take us through this next one. Yeah, so um, this is a product that has come basically out of nowhere and instantly has jumped into my kind of like, I want this now. I'm talking about the Boss Waza Air headphones, personal yes. application device. Uh, now, I'm going to take this one. Obviously, Matt, you know, you talk a lot about the Boss stuff, but I want to talk about this because I want to talk about this from a like usability uh, standpoint rather than just talking about all the features and stuff. So for those who don't know, Boss Waza Air, uh, basically like a a set of headphones that allow you to practice silently at home, but in a way that is much better than you can do with a regular set of headphones. So, um, if for example, if you were going to, like, I've got a Boss Katana, um, and uh, plugging a set of headphones in, it sounds okay. And if you know, if you want to just like do a bit of general practice, absolutely fine. But they, it suffers from the same problem that even your best kind of amp modeling software or pedals or anything like that suffers from uh, in that if you plug a set of headphones in, the sound is coming direct into your ears and right. there's no kind of spatial element to it at all. Now, um, what the Waz Air headphones do uh, is that they place an amp sound in a 3D space. Um, and Matt, you know, jump in if I'm getting any of these details no, no, incorrect. I'm letting, you, I'm letting you taking it. Okay, fine. That's totally um, true. And what they do is they place an amp sound, if you want it, uh, in a kind of 3D space. So these these headphones, they've got, what, three modes, Matt. So you've got basically what is the direct mode, the static mode. Yeah, so static mode is where it's um, always in front of you, but you can use your head... Oh, movement. sorry, sorry. So I'm just talking about the off mode then. Oh, the in that off case. mode, yes. So the, the off, off mode, mode is just hearing the amp model... It's, and it's the same amp models from the Katana amp, right? Yeah, Katana Air, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. So uh, off mode just places those in the left and right is as you would if you just plugged a set of headphones in to, you know, the back of a Katana. Um, then you've got static mode, which is placing the amp in the 3D space, um, but in one position. Yeah. And when you turn your head in that mode, the amp doesn't stay in the same position or it always That's stays right. in front of you? It always stays in front of you and then your headphones move it left. Yeah. You, you, you can hit change it whether you're moving left or right. Uh, oh, if wait. You know. So when you turn your head in the static mode... It's that's still what... always in front of you. Got it. Yeah. Well, it's in front of where your head is or where your head is in like the, the virtual space. So, uh, yeah. So if you imagine... Um, so static mode is you place the amp in a virtual room. It's in front of you. It always stays in front no of you. No matter where your head is. No matter okay. where your head... So when this might be confusing if you don't know this product already, but they've got um, like uh, gyroscope controls in the headphones. So uh, in the static mode, the amp sounds in the virtual space always in front of you. But the next mode, which is called stage, is that right, Matt? 
Uh, yes. Or surround. No, surround is you can physically, you can manually move it in front yeah. or behind you. Yeah. Static, it's always in front of you, but you move your head left or right and, and then, it will change to the left or right ear depending on... Stage Stage mode allows you to use the kind of gyro control so you, the amp can always be in a position. So like it's behind you in the 3D space. Yes. And if you turn to the left you'll get more of the amp in the left ear because yes. in the 3D space, your left ear is closer to the amp. Exactly. So it's almost like having an amp behind you on stage or in the studio, which is another one of the sounds. Um, and you can blend in as much or as little of that ambience as you want. Um, and for me, the great thing about it is playing at home, we've talked about this so many times on the podcast, I can't turn an amp up loud. So it's very, very difficult for me to like get a decent practice sound. Yeah. When you first brought these to me, Matt, because I had to go on these before uh, the video demos came out, before the announcement kind of happened. I think literally like one day before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think you'd already been and shot the video, the, yeah, the first think, demo video. Uh, but maybe that same day. It actually. was maybe the same day. But anyway, so um, I was kind of unconvinced. And I know a little bit about headphones, obviously used to work in with headphones, and obviously I know a bit about guitar amps. And I was like, you put them on and you were like, oh, it's great because, you know, you've got the Bluetooth dongle, no cable. They Bluetooth straight to your guitar. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. And you're like, oh, there's also this Bluetooth editor, which connects your phone to the headphones. So you can edit the guitar sounds. And I was like, that's cool. You know, it's like it's like Katana. I can add effects. I can add uh, of this different amp models. I can add modulation. I can add reverb delay. So like, that's all cool. And you put them on. And you're like, how's that sound? And I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like the same sound I get from the Katana when I plug headphones in. Slightly better because they're, they're designed exactly for this purpose. Um, and then you want to, like, try this. And you put the amp in the 3D space. And I was just like, yeah, get it. Totally get it. And even more so than going into something, you know, for example, like um, the a Helix or whatever, which is a great sounding amp modeler, but it does... It doesn't do what these do, which is put that into this virtual 3D you, space. It's like it's the difference between like watching having a, like a VR headset on and watching a movie, and then and which is like you know great. It's like you're getting the flat movie kind of in your eyes almost. Yeah. Um, or being in a 3D, in a, being in a VR environment where you're like, ah, oh, get it. There's like depth to stuff, and when I move. I feel like I'm in the same environment yeah. as these items that are being created in the, the virtual space. And that's what the Waza Air headphones yeah. do. Sure. The additional feature, like you were, the, the, I think is the biggest selling point actually is the ability to play along to backing tracks. So if you've got Spotify on your phone or whatever, you can load up Spotify, have the backing track also come to the headphone, but crucially, you can put them into the 3D space as well. So uh, we were testing it with some just kind of generic blues backing tracks. And if you do it in the studio mode or the stage mode, um, you can make it sound like the band is behind you with your amp, play along with it. And for me, that is the most convincing, that's the most convincing experience I've ever had like that without actually playing yeah. with a real band. Um, one thing we, we did the other day, which I thought was really cool, you know, for people who are just going to have it at home, maybe have the headphones resting on the amp, have it, you know, just plugged in and ready to go because it goes into standby mode, which you can you can change. We let it go into standby. We walked into our sort of demo testing room and we had the audio output of an Amazon Alexa Bluetooth to the headphones. So everything was on standby, walked in, put the headphones on, picked the guitar up and said, oh, Alexa, play my backing tracks playlist on Spotify. 
instantly starts playing and then you hit a chord on the guitar it wakes the whole thing up starts playing and that's it you just jam along one song put it back down goes back to sleep and just walk off again i was like i spent all day just jamming on those headphones because how often do you pick up a guitar and just like strum acoustically and it's just like eh, it's all right we talked about it so many times and to an extent the uh katana air solved this problem in that i just kind of i don't a lot of the time, I just don't bother to plug my amp in because I'm like, it means I've got to get the cable out. I've got to turn the amp on. Whereas I think just having these headphones, I would just pop them on straight away. It means I can play without annoying anyone. Like you say, I don't even need to unplug the guitar because when I stop playing, everything goes to sleep and it saves yeah, the battery. Um, so um, there's tons of features that we could spend hours and hours talking about, like things like the Bluetooth connectivity and, and other hidden features in the app and stuff. I don't want to talk about that because this podcast could be, you know, five hours long or whatever. Yeah. Um, what I want to say is that I'm going to put these in a few different categories. I'm going to put them in two. Um, obviously, they don't belong in best guitar, best amp or best effects, although arguably you could put them in best amp because they are giving you an amp-like experience. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to put them in be- most useful. I'm going to put them in most innovative and I am also going to put them in best overall product because... It was the one thing this year that I've instantly plugged in and thought I would I would buy one of these. Fine for now. Well, we'll talk about it on the final day. <laughs> there's plenty of arguing to do, but for me, I'm gonna fight for this for one of the top spots because sure. for me, I was just like, this is an instant buy for me. I absolutely want to buy a pair of these. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Jay Cross, um, you're next up on the list, and we're gonna talk uh, about. Uh, another another Fender product, so a wonderful effect pedal that uh, Fender have uh, that have put out out of the range, and the one that I think we've decided to focus on the most out of the new pedals that have been released this year. Yes, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, I've been caught. A- yes, yeah. I'll talk about this. Yeah, yeah I thought you were going to do this, but that's that's fine. I will do this. Um, the Treeverb, Fender Treeverb. So, uh, yes, Fender have brought a lot of pedals out this year. Um, and we sort of undenied about which one was going to be the one that we would focus on. I think people in the group sort of expected us to talk mainly about the reflecting pool, which I do think is a very cool product, but in terms of things that are kind of useful, maybe I don't know. The reflecting pool is absolutely You really like the reflecting pool. I really like the reflecting pool, but I also, uh, I, I, I think... It, the reflecting pool is maybe it's the most expensive pedal, yeah. which which means it has to compete with some other things, and yeah. it's a lot of pedal real estate as well. Not that that's a, but all I'm all I mean is we, you know, we're talking about here. We've selected the tree verb. Yeah. Now I really like the tree verb because it's it's very affordable for what it does, and the the sort of companies that it competes with, um, and I, I just think it's a, a, a one of those like. Why wouldn't you buy this? Yeah, I mean, to me, the Treeverb is like a quintessential Fender. It's the quintessential Fender sound. So uh, on one side, you've got uh, three different switchable reverbs. So you can go from a 63 to a 65 to a plate reverb. And on the other side, you've got three different uh, tremolos to choose from, which is a optical trem, a bias trem, or a harmonic trem. Uh, all of them are very unique in their own ways uh but just being able to sort of switch between them to find a sound that you really like again it kind of comes back to uh the idea of what you were saying earlier mark about if you've got a pro junior for example yeah there's just an amp with nothing else on there you know you put this up alongside it and it's just okay cool well i've basically got a twin now 
you know it's the, the 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 sounds that you get out of it are just absolutely phenomenal it's super um super easy to use really really um uh what's the word it's, it's just intuitive. intuitive thank you it's exactly what i'm thinking of i'm very tired now uh yeah super intuitive you've got tap tempo on the trem I don't really know what to say. It's really cool. Stereo in and out. Uh, you can switch the direction of the path. I got, so you can I go got, trim to reverb or reverb I got really to trim. lost in it. I, I thought it was really good. There's a few of the Fender pedals that have caught my eye. Yeah. Um, I was definitely interested in trying this. I think the price is a real strong selling yeah, point on yeah, this yeah, one yeah, as yeah. well. Um, so they're they're currently on the market for like 150 quid. Yeah, you can get yeah. them Which, from from most shops. You know, we talked about it, but uh, when you think that they're going up against like the Strymon yeah. uh, Flint, they're going for a similar effect type to that yeah. with similar features. Uh, they seem very affordable. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I absolutely love it. Like, there's, there's been a bunch of obviously Fender have come out with a bunch of pedals over the last year or so. Um, and you know, I fought last year. I fought really, really hard for the um, uh, for the pugilist, which was uh, kind of poo pooed because everyone just thought I was being. <laughs> everyone thought I was just being a tribalist, uh, and uh, you know. As it happens, uh, Music Radar voted it the best pedal of the year last year. So, you know, I don't know what to say. It's almost as if I was correct. Um, but I absolutely hold the tree verb up at that level uh, when it comes to the Fender pedals. I think those two in particular are just... It's, it's just ama- They're just amazing. I, I really think it's a, an incredible pedal. Because a brand that we've... Uh, raved about a lot, which is Milkman, also had the F-Stomp Tremolo Reverb pedal this year, yeah. which obviously we didn't get to try, but... When you look at that compared to this, I mean, it's almost, you know, it's a good hundred quid off. It's got way more controls. It's got way more types of reverb on it. And it just feels much more like you can just dive in really quickly. And I was I was lost in the sound. The tremolo more than anything. I think the reverb, you know, was great. But like you said, if you've got a Pro Junior, it's that, you know, something like that. No reverb, super clean pedal platform. I think this is a superb option to leave on. Almost all the time. Yeah, totally, totally. Where's it going? Uh, well, <sighs> it's difficult. I mean, I can't, I can't really put it in best overall product because um, I've already used up my three. And even if I was to swap out the tri parallel mixer, that would be three Fender products that I've put in there. Which just, <laughs> I think you should keep the mixer. <clears throat> Doesn't seem right. I, I, I agree. I think the mix is amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I would like to see it in best effects. I think it's I think it's quality. I think it's really really good. So I would I, I think it goes in best effects. Um, yeah, probably not most innovative innovative or useful. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd put it up in uh, in those two. I've just cool. realised someone didn't use all three of their choices in best overall product. Who was that? Yeah, but we don't know. We've still got podcasts to go, haven't we? No. no. Is it me? I think uh, we've got one, one. Yeah, I, left. I kept one spare. What for? I d- well, just in case. Well, you've done it now. <laughs> oh, it's too late now. Why? Because we hate you. Oh, because oh, you. Yeah. I've got the Shergo Provocateur. Yeah, and the I've, Mariposa. No, the Mariposa's no, Max. I was the Mariposa. And I've got the Zoya. The red mist and the mood. Oh well, eleven instead of twelve. Well, no, no, because I'm going to move something over. Well, no, too late best, now, mate. Well, I'm, not, I'm to, not telling you. I'm not telling you what I'm going to move over until tomorrow's episode. What are we discussing tomorrow? So tomorrow, I don't know. You I'll haven't put, given I'll me. I put the... them at the top there. Oh, uh, tomorrow we are discussing best guitar, best amplifier, most useful, 
and best name. Now, before we actually round up this podcast, Mark Packham, there is, or Jay Cross rather, there is one more product to talk about. Yes, there is. And this, we kind of kept it to the end because I didn't really know which of the categories it would fit into. In fact, I don't really think it fits into any of the categories. But I do think it's something that's important for us to talk about because I do think it's extremely cool. Uh, and that is the new... Um, book by uh scott harper from knobs and kim bjorn who um works for a company or runs a company called i think you pronounce it bukes um which is a scandinavian company i think uh who has done a bunch of books on um on mainly mo- uh, modular synth so the first book they did was called push turn move and then they did another book uh called like Patch. Patch and tweak. Patch and tweak. Thank you. Do you? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they are absolutely fantastic. Aren't they? Yes. I've so- always... No, go on. No, yeah. no, it's all right. No, I thought you were you. just going to say, I've never read a book. <laughs> I mean, I don't read many books. I've got Maybe the last book English. I read was <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> about, I think we talked about this last we year's did. Year of the Year. I think we talked about the last book I read <laughs> the was biography. The Rock's biography. <laughs> um, so anyway, the book we're talking about is... Uh, Pedal Crush. Oh. Yeah, oh, pe- Pedal Crush. Pedal Crush. I think so- we were talking about Fifty Shades of Gain. No, <laughs> which is oh what I God. would name a book. That's my weightlifting. And it would book. be, it would be like, it would be about pedals and stuff, but it would also be sexy, erotic pedal literature yeah. by oh, me. Um, well, well, I'm not really sure that I can follow that up, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Pedal Crush is a um, basically a, a history of effects pedals, uh, but it's pedals um, based around kind of, uh, creative music making is what they call it. So if you're into the, that kind of like knobs thing. So, I mean, on the cover, uh, you've got like a chase bliss pedal say, knobs in a book. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> yeah. To describe it. you've got the Montreal assembly camp five. Um, there's, you know, it, it's just a really impressive looking book with a bit of history about effects pedals with a um, kind of uh, a focus on a number of different types, you know, focuses in on different types of pedals. And I just think the whole thing seems really cool. And I, I think it would be remiss of us to not talk about it on Gear of the Year, despite the fact that uh, none of us have actually read it yet. But I'm sure it's bloody good. I've got a copy <laughs> I have coming. had a look on I've the... I've actually uh... got a copy coming my way. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Surely oh, it should go. be going in best looking, because it is a great looking yeah, book. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean... Having read the other two, they you just don't want to put them down. They're like the ultimate coffee table book. Right. They are really good. They're really fun to, to read. They're amazing to look up. You can pick a pick them up, pick a page, and they're just like you just fall straight into it. It's amazing. Um, so I'm hopeful, and I'm sure they will be that the the pedal one will be equally yeah. as good, if not the best. Put it in best looking. For for in this one, the foreword is by uh Steve Vai. And in Push Turn Move, the foreword is written by Jean Michel Jarre. There we go. So wow, there so we go. I think most uh best amp. Most best useful. pedal. Most best most, looking. Most best looking. I think it does need to I think, best looking. What, I mean, I think the three of us can agree that this could take Joe Branton's final spot. Don't yeah, you agree? I agree. What? Best yeah. No 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 yeah, yeah. I'm saving my best spot. And I'm letting you know in tomorrow's episode. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us up to time on the second of five episodes of the Guitar Nerds 2019 Gear of the Year. We'll uh, catch you tomorrow for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Take it easy.